We are live. We are live. We are live. We're going to do something a little bit different this morning, this evening, whatever. I'm so tired. I don't even know what it is at the moment. But we're going to play some music while you guys share away. Here we go. Share, share, share. about ready for this chaser yeah i'm here dude let's go all right all right yeah let me cool. back this other layout here Yes, sir. Chase, my man. What's up, dude? It's been three weeks. Three whole weeks. It's been a little while. We got plenty to talk about. So much to talk about. Oh, man. I am uh, I'm a little bit tired. I ain't going to lie to you guys. I am a little tired. I am in it to win it tonight, though. I told Chase, don't be upset if we go long because I feel amazing like i feel great i feel bad for chase because he doesn't feel as great as i do but i don't know where tonight's gonna go but i know it's gonna go good yeah for sure and uh i'm back the reason why we didn't do the show last week because i was definitely sick as shit so i'm coming out of that now still got a little bit lingering but i mean we're really close to being back so um thanks you everybody for tuning in watching this shit show once again and uh please like share subscribe do all, all the stuff you're supposed to do uh youtube facebook and um yeah we're gonna dive into a lot of stuff tonight yeah so should i should i drop the intro too go for it dude you yeah. didn't pee before the show so go go take care of that it's not a bad idea yeah i did all right we're going to drop that quick intro and then we getting into this live and heavy. Here we go. Yeah. 
I guess uh, Brent's not done shaking it for caution. That's good. So, um, yeah, I hope everybody had a great weekend of racing. And uh, we've been out for three weeks. So, hope you didn't miss us too much. But um, we're back. We're hyped. We're excited for the show. I think a little bit of a break was probably good. And um, he's back. So, let's get into this thing. What do you want to start yeah. with, Brent? Well, I first I want to start with uh, saying that uh, – Anybody who's out there that might be in the path of uh, this storm that's coming through, I hope you guys stay safe and uh, take caution for sure because there's going to be a lot of high water and flooding and some pretty bad winds coming through Florida. So hoping and praying for all you guys down there in Florida, all our family, friends, uh, customers, racers, everybody that's down there. We hope you guys uh, stay safe because I know that we're we're actually going to close down tomorrow just I need a break and uh, the shop needs a day break, um, but we're just going to close down for a little bit of storm protection. So hope you guys are all safe. That's the most important thing. That yeah, for sure. Said, Everybody stay safe. I mean, we just had a pretty gnarly hurricane blow through our way. Uh, Hurricane Hillary. It blew over a lot of lawn chairs and um, help our grass grow a little bit more. So glad everybody made it through that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, the, the West Coast first hurricane <laughs> in my lifetime. I didn't yeah. even know the West Coast could get hurricanes. I thought they were just cyclones only came out of the, the West. Well, in some Pacific. spots, I know like Palm Springs and like I think Arizona got it, you know, like a pretty good storm. But yeah, we didn't get anything. Nothing. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. So as far as getting right into it, um, it's pretty easy for me. I'm uh, I'm very biased in, in the events that happened this past weekend. There was tons of great events this past weekend. Uh, I wish I could have been at all of them. Um, I definitely am going to be, uh, and we're going to talk about them all. I'm definitely going to be visiting the Cheyenne Showdown and uh, HR HRCR in the uh, near future for sure. Um, but <coughs> for me, this weekend was the inaugural RC Pro-Am. <clears throat> Excuse me, ch got choked up a little bit there. Um, so, you know, on my mind fresh and everything that happened this weekend. Um, that is definitely what's going on, uh, up in my mind. Um, you know, last week was LCRC's, uh, Mugen challenge. So there was that race we have to, you know, kind of go back to. Um, and then obviously the big question is, is where are all the pros right now? Most of them are in no, none of them were all, they were not all in the same spot la uh, last weekend or this weekend. Um, seems to be you know there's some different agendas going on right now which is cool to see not all of them at the same place all the time is a good thing i think so yeah that was definitely probably one of the most stacked race weekends that's happened in a very long time i mean three major races going on i mean four if you count jbrl in our hood that's pretty big for us but um yeah that was that was crazy dude like i i needed three tvs or three devices to watch everything at once. It was kind of tough with so much going on, but um, that's good for RC. That's good for everybody. Um, obviously, 
you know, races getting stacked sometimes happens, but, uh, yeah, it seemed like all of them did pretty well. So that's cool. So kudos to everybody and, and getting everybody in their region. You know, luckily they were spread out pretty good, you know, all the races. So, um, I think that helped everybody in their region to go to the one that was probably closest to them and, and easiest for them to get to. And, um, yeah, it was wild, dude. Like crazy three yeah. banger races. And then LCRC, obviously, um, the weekend before was a lot of fun to watch as well. I really liked that track. LCRC has a sick ass facility. Yeah. That, um, dude, Brian Eider has, or, or not Brian, I'm talking, um, uh, HRCR, but, uh, yeah, dude, the Mumas, I, I went up Muma. there for Nats, uh, a couple years ago and by far one of the nicest facilities, the, the, the camping hookups, the, um, just the track and the the passion that they have as a family for the sport, for the business. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I recommend anyone that hasn't been there definitely go. And for the people that get to go there on a regular basis, you guys are so lucky. Make sure you make sure you thank your blessings and freaking support them. Any of these tracks that these guys are putting all this money into in this time, support them. They need it very, very badly. Um, it's not an easy industry, but the Mumas are awesome. Brian Eider has made a probably, if not rivaling, rivaling the baddest, most nice, prestigious looking track in the country right now. Um, only second to maybe a main, maybe those are the two that are going head to head as far as the, the amount of money and, and effort that's been put into the actual, um, track side of things. But, um, yeah, the Cheyenne Showdown is good to see. They've got a new permanent home out there in Wyoming. I, I think that's right, right? The the tiers. Is that what it is? They, yeah, they, the tiers. They've got the uh, a, a new place for a, a new home for their club, um, the Cheyenne uh, or the Wyoming RC Club, Cheyenne RC Club. Um, they're kicking butt. And, uh, and didn't you, what did you tell me that uh, the JBRL had like 270 entries or something this last weekend? Yeah, it was somewhere, somewhere around there. So, I mean, you just add up rc this past weekend not that doesn't even count the guys that were testing at uh hobby action and any other series races or anything that's going on i mean this this last weekend was a big weekend for rc racing around the country so yeah um, hundreds hundreds on top of hundreds of people racing awesome yeah yeah and man brian eider's facility is unbelievable it's like the only thing i could like match it up to it like in skateboarding would be a facility like Woodward. If you know, if you've ever heard of Woodward, they've got like the biggest skate camp, skate camp and facility in, in Pennsylvania. And they have one in Tehachapi in California where it's all just the best of the best, no expense spared, multiple things to do, uh, you know, multiple parks and all kinds of stuff. And that's how I kind of compare it to HRCR with, you know, they got their outdoor on road, indoor carpet, outdoor eight scale track. I mean, it's, nuts that place is disneyland for rc and it's beautiful immaculate yeah it's, it's like you said spared no expense um and you know it, it's one part of me is kind of like just because i know the business and and understand the 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 financial side of things one part of me is like dude's never gonna see his investment but the other side of me is like the industry needs people like this and uh yeah well he, he's 100 percent passion you right. know 
don't right. think it would matter if he, I don't think he's even looking for a return on his investment. It's all no. passion for him, dude. And that's what I was and, getting uh, at is he, he's, he's very well, you know, it seems like he's well off. I've, I've only met him a couple times. He, Brian's a great guy and uh, he's dumped a bunch of money into it and it, and he, and he's done it because he loves it. Like you said, he's passionate about it. He loves racing RC cars. He travels. So I wish him nothing but success and I can't wait until I actually get to get up there to, uh, to visit him myself. So, um, and I, I've been wanting to go to that Cheyenne showdown. I, you know, unfortunately for me, I do uh, started this race, uh, um, RC pro-am on this weekend. And we are definitely looking at, uh, moving it next year, uh, forward a little bit into the year. So it's, um, try to get while the kids are out of school. So, uh, we've, we put a couple holds and I'm working on seeing what the schedule is going to be like, um, for all the other national events next year before I pick one of those holds. So, but, uh, yeah, let's get into it. Uh, first, uh, let's say what's up to a couple people here. Donnie's dad. It was great meeting and seeing you guys this last weekend. Um, Donnie, da Donnie's dad, Williams. Um, you guys is great seeing you guys. Um, and you're right. We do need a uh, refund for that intro that we haven't paid for yet. I'm still trying to, uh, get our <laughs> maybe money. We should pay him yeah. Maybe that's what he's or waiting pay on. Him but, like uh, an installment or something. He he you did know, send us uh, he did send us like a, a half of a millisecond clip of what he was working on like a week ago. <laughs> so uh it has began being made. Um what's up, Chemo? Uh I think that was Marlo Bright that said, What's up, Brent? Uh Roach RC, what's up, buddy? We got uh up, Badland Badlands uh <laughs> so the Badlands RC Supercross track. That is actually the one and only captain ahab the, the the pilot of the white whale the man the myth the legend lucas loring and he is back on bush ice so there's no telling what's coming out of his mouth tonight um <laughs> just show everybody right there um, and then on facebook we got um brad powell thanks for watching dude matthew hancock which is uh local to us super rad dude uh david lindau which is the father of a whole family that races out here. You know them. They're escorts yeah. drivers. They're awesome. Um, family full of rippers. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Notch. What's up, Notch Johnson? Notch is back. Yeah. Cody Turner. What's up, dude? And Steve Harris. Hello. 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 RC Jers. Cody Turner. Brian Lofton. Yes. All right. You guys are rad. Thank you for joining us. We are going to talk a little bit about these races before we get into our uh, evening shenanigans. So um, I will just go ahead and start off with RC Pram because I want to talk about it a little bit. Um, honestly, it couldn't have gone better. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of my crew. I'm proud of what we accomplished. Um, and the only thing that could have been better in the, in the eyes of myself or uh, in in probably what other people might think when they see the the entry count was our entries were a little bit low and that's okay i mean we in our region specifically we had uh, a 10 scale race going on um that was uh, a trophy race up at um world of rc um then the, and then there was also the tsoc race uh, by sean harding at smb um so there was three off-road races going on within about an hour and a half two hours of each other so um definitely was you know probably a little bit that and the kids going back to school so that being said um 
if I had one thing I wish was a little bit better as far as for myself personally was we, we needed a few more entries to get that thing to pay for itself. But this was an investment in the future um, in the in investment into the future of this event in this RC community in our area. So um, I thought it went great. Um, we were talking a little bit before the show. You said the coverage was great. And I, I plan on watching a lot of that back tomorrow on my day off. Um, but the racing was insane. It was, you know, every, people will talk. There was only a small line that you were racing in. However, people were using multiple lines around the entire track using the cushion. It was like pure motocross. There was roost around the entire track. Tires weren't wearing. People were using the same set of tires the entire weekend. Um, the competition was evened out by how rough the track got blown out. Um, it was really, really fun to watch. And so many people asked me like, are you racing? And I purposely left my car at home. So I wouldn't want to race. What a mistake, man. I wish <laughs> I would have got to race that track. Um, but Brian, uh, Brian Burnett built the track for us, did a fantastic job. Um, did Lucas and Davey talent, Jeremy talent and, and Paco. I mean, my crew, they just killed it. They just, they absolutely killed it and couldn't have been, couldn't have been happier with, with the end result. So the draft was great. The draft is going to take a little bit of work. Uh, um, when I say that, because I'm never happy, um, but it was good, but we're going to make it even better. So, um, yeah, I, I, I would love to know what, you know, I'm, I'm seeing some of the comments in the comments right now. I, I can see people said it was fun to watch and whatnot. Uh, what do you think? What were, what did you take from it? I know you were watching a good bit of it. what did you take from it? Well, first off, I don't think you should let the, the entries discourage your, your awesome event and concept that you put together. Um, if you want to put them side by side, um, it kind of had like the same, you know, you look at TNR, you know, Chris Nelson, when he had the TNR race, his first race, I don't believe they broke 200 entries the first year when we were at that first year, second year, I think it was like 700 fucking entries yeah. at that race. So people kind of got to see what's going on, you know, and see the vibe and see what happened and see how rad it is, hear about it from the people that were there, um, watch it, you know, whatever. And then I think you're going to see, you know, double entries next year, double, triple entries. You know what I mean? You're going to be fighting people off. Um, I, like I said, don't let the, don't let the entries discourage what you did um, because we saw it with TNR. It's the same kind of thing, the same vibe of a, of a event for the racers. Everybody that there, everybody there knows it was there. And honestly, to have your first big event like this um, be smaller entry count, it might've even be better for you. You know, you kind of control what's going on a little bit more, be a little bit more. I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I, and, and I don't uh, want to sound like I was complaining about not having entries. I, I was, I, I, I knew going into it that we were, that's where we were at with it. You know, we, you know, as a promoter, you're, you have a very good chance of losing money the first year or many years. If you know, depending on how you do it, uh, I'm not, I'm not upset on how it went one bit. Okay. Well, anyways, on another note, um, I did put some notes in. I put some notes in for every every race that went on and um, kind of put them all side by side. But for the program, I mean, the pro-am, um, the coverage was you won. 
out of the whole trifecta of races going on this weekend, you guys definitely won with that. Um, what I thought was cool is I think, um, I mean, all the, the backdrops and the overlays and, you know, going in between stuff with the graphics and all that stuff, that was definitely top notch. Kept it like definitely more exciting to view when I watched it. Um, the pin pin interviews, I know Keenan was watching a couple of weeks ago before the race. And I kind of put that out there that it would be cool to do like pit interviews and, and talking to people on the sidelines and stuff. And I think that was a first where the, you guys actually had like a dude while the race is going on, come and talk to the pit guys and stuff like that was super awesome. Uh, yeah. Um, I saw, you know, a lot of, a lot of pit guys talking and, you know, it, it, it was, it was funny because it was kind of like, they were like, ah, I don't know what to do. You know, I'm trying to watch my guy. I try to watch my guy. I'm trying to follow the race. I'm trying to watch the clock, see when they're supposed to come in. But there's this guy with a microphone in my face, you know, but it was awesome. You know, a lot of them did very well. A lot of them, you could definitely tell they did not want to be interviewed because they were trying to focus on the racer. But I think that's a huge step for RC coverage and um, just another level of, of uh, being awesome and having people feel that are watching from on their couch having them feel like they're kind of there. Just another step of, of radness there. Um, this was definitely the event for the racers. I mean, obviously with the team and the draft and all that going on, I'm sure that I wasn't there obviously, but I'm sure the vibe was sick, you know, bringing everybody together and having lots of different people rooting for each other and uh, paying attention to people that, you know, normally you'd be in the pits wrenching or bullshit with your friends, but you know, maybe this brought some people out and we're watching watching races and people and hanging with people and rooting people on that they normally wouldn't. Um, I think that would be that. I thought that was really cool. Um, first off, when I saw the layout, I was kind of like, Oh, they, they kind of, kind of went a little, uh, safe on the layout when I first saw it, you know, I was like, this looks like a pretty safe layout, you know, no, you know, turny jumps or no, none of this shit you know, like wild technical stuff. It was pretty basic, but then it got to the main day. <laughs> and yeah. I'm sure everybody was glad that it wasn't a super technical track because it was kind of like that, uh, you know, almost like silver state dirt. Yeah. Right. Very much so. And good old Lord almighty, that track was freaking brutal, dude. Like it was insane. Like seeing, People, the bumps were out of control. Like, I don't even know how I can explain it. Um, there was, there was people like watching the pros. It was sick. Cause they were using the bumps as like jumps to get over stuff and like just random jumps everywhere. There was new random jumps all over the track, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, it definitely oh, it, looked like it, it would, developed. It would, it it would developed, bite you yeah. out of nowhere. Like yep. people, people never knew when they were going to crash. It looked like by watching people drive, you know, all the way, you know, going up through the ranks and stuff like. I'm sure that could be frustrating for the driver, but also very good for other drivers that that was happening to kind of like the only one turn that had that kind of character at wicked weekend. Yeah. Almost you know, the it, whole was, track it was kind of like the whole fucking track was like, that. Yeah. So, the, but, the difference was though, the, the way that the cushion was building up and the, the moisture we had in that dirt, you could use the dirt. So like wicked in that section, that section was so wide it was real hard for them to get through it any any anywhere you went on that track however a lot of the times for instance we could they don't 
that dirt because of how the air moves through there doesn't keep moisture very well it dries out for whatever reason this dirt held moisture phenomenally and you could use that cushion as traction it wasn't loose like you're you didn't you know you know what i mean that you don't feel like that dry sandy dust where where you don't have traction so it, it allowed you to go wide to try to avoid stuff and be in some loose stuff but not really lose any time it was really really neat really neat to watch it, it was cool to watch the pros because they're the ones that you could tell were were navigating and finding new lines throughout the race you know from the opening laps to the middle of the race it was all kind of different lines um yeah. it was sick to watch like how talented those guys actually are to be able to navigate all that stuff and you'd see them you know go through something and like you just see them like hit something and like jump and like make it over like a bunch uh, of other bullshit like it was so cool dude that it, section it coming really cool. coming off the left angle jump angle double and then full throttle around and hitting the cushion to the double triple was just i mean yeah those guys yeah were on the outside right there it. yeah it was really it was cool, cool. I, and then I you gotta, had like i gotta the stop this section gotta stop you What's for up? one second chad is back in the house throwing some money at us to get this uh thank you chad we're trying to get this uh intro done i'm gonna lean all over my boy kyle when we get off of this i i almost thank forgot you, chad. About it. yeah thank you very much we're, chad uh, we're gonna, rules so chad much rule he wants me to put on some shades but it's not that time yet for the show so. dude if chad tells you to put on shades you probably should put on shades Fuck. all right then <laughs> i got you boy <laughs> right on man thank you chad much appreciated but uh where yeah. does chad have all this this disposable income i don't know but uh he's, he's fuck he's there dude and he's he's a good dude good dude yeah, good for dude sure. Um, for sure but yeah dude that fucking track the character was amazing the people loved it I, you know a lot of times you hear people say man the track just or that section sucks you know a lot of people weren't happy with the section at, at wicked it was a make or break section the difference of our track was the whole track was make or break so like i i feel like it gave them a, a whole new element um and they had they had to drive the track differently than they do everywhere else so um, yeah. i guess when you have that high speed high traction like track that's packed in and then that one section is thrown in there might frustrate you a little bit i don't know um but i think you just was motocross dude i think you just motocross. gotta like turn that switch off in your head that you guys are gonna be flying through every section and passing and racing and ducking and diving now you gotta flip that switch in your head where I'm going to try and tiptoe through the tulips and try and get through as clean as I can. And it, and it actually, you know, it's, it's, they're both fun. Yeah. It's fun when it's smooth. It's fun when it's rough. That's racing, man. You know? Right. Well, just like, uh, I, I looked on Facebook. This is John DeSanti that, that posted this comment. Um, it was very cool to see the interaction of the drivers as well, because, the draft created that team aspect that which is a hundred percent what i was trying to do with this concept but you would see people down there like helping pit or see someone on the radio like coaching the driver through it um you know it was it the start was like i said it couldn't have gone any better the the the, the foundation was laid for this event the the concept was accepted and people loved it and um, at the end of the day, 
you know, we produced an event that people had a good time at. Um, the pros had a chance to win a little bit of dough. The Joes got to interact with the pros, uh, also have a chance to win some gear. And uh, at the yeah, when it was all said and done, you know, it was a guaranteed deal. Everyone had a good time, and uh, we got a lot to a lot to work on uh, or a lot to build off of for next year. So, hundred um, percent. The racing was great. Saw some people that I hadn't seen win in a while win. I saw some people shine that uh, obviously really enjoy or like that kind of uh, challenge. Um, you know, I got to see just so much this weekend. A, a bunch of teams work together, a bunch of people working together that you don't normally see. So for me, 100% success. Everybody that came, I can't thank you enough for uh, helping me. And, and once again, everyone's just helping me live my dream, um, which is, you know, I can't be any more thankful and grateful for. So. Now we just got to uh, on to the next. How, how do we make it better? You know, so that we got a we got a year, almost a year to figure that part out. Yeah, man, just do the exact same thing next year. You'll be fine. Pretty much. You got a dialed event. And the other thing that nobody uh, or that no one really knew, but a few people. But you know, we kind of let the cat out of the bag, and it'll be official on the uh, Badlands Facebook page and everything here real soon. But uh, the twenty twenty three fall brawl will be at the same building under the roof so um that's coming um lots more details on that for anybody that doesn't know about that that I, that's the first time you heard of it uh, you're welcome yeah so start working on that rough track setup everybody and congratulations well, to spencer heckert for sweeping that thing he good did. job spence man he needed i mean he's always there but dude to see him win was so awesome so mm. awesome and camden for coming in right behind him I thought Camden and I were going to have our fist, our, our first, um, our first win together. I've been pitting for Camden in a lot of these big races for the past couple of years. And we led, um, 25 minutes before Camden shit the bed on me. Um, I did my job. I, uh, I fueled him more than he needed to be fueled on a regular basis too regular. And, uh, he, he was killing it had over a 10 second, 13 second lead at one point, And he fell apart in the last five minutes, but, he stayed in second. He's making a ton of improvements. I love the kid. He's so rad to watch. He's so he's so much fun out off the track. Uh, he's got a, a bright future ahead of him. So uh, I thought we were going to yeah, have Camden that win. Rules. Thought we were going to have Camden it. Camden rules, and I think we do have a, a a video snippet, right, of your pin pit interview with Camden. Or while you're pitting, Captain. I do have the pit. Yeah, so I got this interview. I could throw up there real quick. Uh, Let's watch that. Let's see what you guys think. You know, it's not really PC. Kind of is. Maybe not. It's super PC. It's good. Let's see here. All right. Sharing screen. I'm a redneck. Hang on, Lucy. Here we go. <laughs> hey, so Here's a lap around the track with our boy Camden real quick. A 35-2, second lead over Spencer Heckert. Spencer Heckert having another long lap. Uh, 39-9, so... Now that lead is now 10.5 seconds. This is exactly what Camden wanted. And Cole Ogden back there, uh, he's now 17.8 seconds back of our leader. Lots of time left here. 20 minutes left to go. 9 minutes, 19, 20 seconds left to go. We got uh, Blake Baker cheering on Hackert here. And we have somebody off the track. Okay. So. The track was so oh, nervous. Getting it wrong over there. 
by, guys. We're standing by with Brent Densford, who is pinned for Camden Lime right now in this Pro Nitro Buggy A main. Pretty good start for you guys, Camden, getting off to the lead after a little mistake there with Ogden and Heckert. Uh, looks like you guys are short pinning. Are you guys just a little concerned about runtime or just trying to be safe? No, Camden's been drinking some fuel. I think he uh, thinks like it's, you know, an adult beverage or something. And he's uh, <laughs> like he's ready for a good time. You know what I mean? So what you're saying is Camden's guzzing the fuel just like he guzzes drinks. What I'm saying is he's freaking fast right now, but he's drinking a lot of that dang Nitro Lux racing fuel. So looking forward to seeing how he can do. If he can keep it clean, I think we're going to have a really good result here. I wish you guys the best of luck. Obviously, a lot, a lot of time to go, but a great start. So Rad. that was literally about a minute before I had to pit him. And I was getting a little nervous it was going to keep going. So I had to dump the fuel in the gun. And literally as he walked away, I yelled up at Camden, next lap. So, yeah, we had a good time, man. Uh, we had pit interviews, like I said. Uh, we, you know, that was the, so cool. Dude. Everything about <laughs> the event so cool. went really good. The draft was really, really good. Um, Why don't we, uh, so anyway, you got any more, any questions or any, you want to talk any more about RC Pro-Am? No, Pro-Am looks sick and I hope I can make it out next year. I would love to. I would have made it. I would have loved to make it this year. Let's do it. Yeah, we need uh, we need to get some of that West Coast blood out here. I know that it'll be yeah. easier when um, it's not the same weekend as the showdown and some other stuff that's going on. So, um, yeah, for sure. Um, so let's talk about what well, you were at the JBRL. So let's yep. talk about that. Let's talk about that. What a huge entry for just a uh, one of his rounds of the JBRL. I mean, Jimmy's killing it out there. I mean, JBRL is, is the biggest thing we got and, um, it's always fun. You know, everybody's a big family out here and we had a really good time, dude. Um, my son drove well, had some mechanicals, but drove really well. Like he, he probably could have been top five or something like that, but had a couple issues. So that kind of took him out of it, but, um, <laughs> Dent Bensford right. in the house. I, uh, I had some really good runs. Um, I didn't do that well in qualifying, so I I was in the B main. But, it, dude, I I had the insane run in the B main, which I wish I would have had in the A main. But I had a killer run in the B main, won that thing by a pretty good amount. And then um, A main, dude, just, just drove it from last place to fifth and uh, was really happy with that. Awesome. So who – who were the pros? Like, what was who was out there this last weekend? Was was Drake's racing? I, I Drake I, uh, I paid no attention. Drake was, wasn't out was there, a, but I mean, you had uh, Jermaine Robinson, Steve Harris, um, Frankie Frankie Contreras Jr., Ryan Pavitas. Oh man, who else was out there? That's all I can think of right now, as far as top level dudes. There's a dude that's coming up. Um, drives for X Ray hell's his name can't think of it right now but dude he's killing it and he's fast he's really really fast i see that uh um sugar bear won the nitro yeah. pro or the expert yeah harris yeah Good harris job. won that Steve harris frankie got second ariando got that third kirkman yeah ardondo kirkman I'm, they're coming back to me now ardondo kirkman i mean just the the local fast guys were there i mean obviously like a lot of top pros were at one of these three events this weekend. So sure. Or warming up for the worlds for 10 scale out in Arizona. So 
bitching. But JBR was sick. It went really smooth. Um, he does like a, a step thing for his entry count. So if it's like 260 or under, you get two five-minute qualifiers and a 15-minute main or whatever. And then 270 under 300, you get two four-minute qualifiers and a 15-minute main. And then 300, you get one five-minute qualifier. That's top three average and a 15-minute main. So that's kind of how it works to keep like the schedule pretty much the same. And uh, we were out of there. I mean, all the racing was done at 930. So that was pretty nice. Wow. That's awesome. Good for him and good for the West cool Coast. To have to go that. to like 10 o'clock with everybody getting 20 minute mains or something like that. But um, yeah, no, it was cool, dude. It was a lot of fun. The car ran great in the main and um, I had a lot of help from some people. I almost didn't make it out for my main because <laughs> uh, my mechanics are retard. Forgot to put a pin in his drive shaft is out, <laughs> out drive or whatever yeah. <laughs> for the rear diff. So Oops. I went out there with front wheel drive. <laughs> so, um, yeah, a lot of guys helped me out with that, but, um, yeah, it was good. JBRL is always a good, big, massive club race wherever it happens, you know. So that was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, yeah. So you guys are, you know, everyone always says this, but you guys are real lucky to have, you know, Joey's track and to have people like Jimmy out there. I mean, we have the similar, you know, on the East Coast, we have a very similar situation with with Lance and uh, and uh, you know, we have so many tracks. So it's, um. We're, we're all we're, we're pretty lucky and then you know places like omaha that still got the plex and um I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now i'm sorry i'm not trying to forget any tracks but uh yeah just man rc you know we all want to say you know we need more people in rc and we do that that i'm not naive to that i am a i'm 100 uh pro and and advocate for getting more people but our season a good spot right now it's not bad that's for sure it's not bad yeah so i did a breakdown of the three tracks and the pros and cons of the three tracks or the three big races that are going down if you don't mind hearing them mm -hmm. um i pretty much went over everything for the pro-am so my highlights were the awesome coverage pin interviews um it was an event for the racers vibe was insane Track was gnar, and um, I hope the best for your event. That was uh, my notes for Pro-Am. HRCI, HRCR, sorry. Um, they definitely won for the, the biggest entries of the three events. They had an astronomical amount of uh, entries on that one. How um, many did they have? What was that entry count? I, I don't know, but they definitely I'll, won. I'll, they definitely won. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Um, 384 so, entries, 159 drivers. Yeah. That was so a, uh, that was a very wild respectable. Event. Yep. A w that's, it was the WERC series final. Um, so I'm, I, that probably had a little do with it. People have been traveling that series or whatnot, but, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, why wouldn't you go there to that track? Yeah. Yeah, um, the track, I'm going to have to say, out of all three, was definitely the most beautiful. I mean, they, they definitely rolled out the red carpet with the red paint, and god dang, that thing looked like, it looked like, when it was fresh, it looked like a screenshot of VRC Pro or something. Yeah, it you know, did. It was just immaculate. The track was absolutely beautiful. Um, 
the Eiders are insane people for what they Brian's watching right now. So, hey, Brian. Is Brian watching? Yeah. He said, hey, a little bit ago. We appreciate you checking in, man. We're wish we could be there i'm sure you wish you could have been somewhere or not not miss other races but uh fantastic job man great fucking job yes and you know him putting the whole build from literally just a blank slate and us being able to see the whole build like some kind of like uh reality show or something from just flatland to what that thing has turned into and him posting you know all the updates and everything on that track and how it's developed and and all that stuff. Even the thing that he posted today. Did you see what he posted today? Uh, dude, he, I'm I, so busy today. Okay. Well, he posted, um, you know, how he's in construction and everything like that. And how he's come up with that formula for his dirt with the clay and mix, the clay and dirt mix and all that good stuff. I mean, man, this guy leaves nothing like he's so attentive or whatever to everything that he does. And all the way down to the dirt in his track, like insane um and he did the numbers on like the laps and how many laps and it would, he said it would take you five years by yourself to run all the laps on the track if you just wanted to do it that the laps that went down in the past couple of days at his track it would take you solo like five years driving eight hours a day to do all the laps that went down on his track yeah that, that's how sure. gnarly it was um i thought the the spec tire thing was really cool that he had a whole class for spec tire. I thought that was pretty sweet. I don't know what tire they were running, but doesn't matter. That was still pretty cool that everybody was on the same tire, even playing field. Cause nitro, I guess eight scale would be the only scale in racing. That's, that's absolutely, you know, equal as far as engines and cars and whatnot, whatever, everything's available to everybody. It's the most even playing field. Sure. Wouldn't you agree? I agree. I, we as talked far as about cars. that. Yeah, I talked about that with someone the other day that kept on asking about. Um, they kept on asking about like what's the fastest car in RC, and 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 then they brought up, well, Nitro should be real fast. Was, or no, they, they were asking about the rules. It got to the rules. I was like, well, Nitro really doesn't have any rules. We have a a, a tank rule, and we got a weight rule, a width rule. So you know, in the grand scheme of things, no one ever even checks that stuff unless you're going to Nats or DNC or the Worlds or something. So, um, yeah, it's the most even class. It puts everybody on the level playing field for sure. And, and the fact that we have three different, well, if you throw in the 40 plus, we got four different levels of it. It's it's just like going to a motocross race where you're going to be moving up, you know, you try to move up the ladder. And when you're too old, you fucking move back down the ladder. Yes. Well, definitely as far as the car, as a base, you, I mean, the, the car as a base, I think is the most even for everybody. You never hear anybody about cheating in nitro other than maybe an oversized tank or something like that. But yeah. Um, anyway, back to HRCR facility, unfreaking believable. Oh, cool. It's TZO spec tire. That's rad. Good for TZO. Um, facilities out of control. You know, and then they had the special pits indoor for, for select people and whatnot. And then I think I saw something from Jared Tebow. He got a pit spot on the driver's stand. <laughs> well, really? I don't know what was up with that. I don't I know what was that. up with that. But uh, yeah, he just said, that, I don't know if it was a joke or a spoof or, or whatever. But anyways, um, I think the only, I'm going to, I'm going to say one con and then I'm going to end it with something awesome. Um, the only con was the coverage wasn't that great. Um, I tried to watch the race 
and I don't know if it's their internet out there or what, but I was trying to watch racing and it was just buffering the whole time. So it made it really hard to watch the racing, but, um, hopefully they got some videos or, or something so that we can see some mains, you know, somebody filmed a whole main or something like that. And we can watch that. But, um, I, I gave it a solid half an hour and then I just, I had to give up on watching the racing, but, um, anyways, track looked like it held up insane. Um, you know, that's pretty cool to see a blue groove buttery track for the whole event. That was pretty rad. It, it's almost seems like out of America for something like that to happen with, with the dirt they have over there. Um, and yeah, I'm going to end it with, I mean, for their, their first big event, I think they did an above average, I mean, above and beyond job on their, their race, their track, the facility, the people, I mean, everything just looked like it was top notch money. Perfect. The whole damn thing. Yeah. Minus the coverage. But I mean, I, man, I agree 100%. At that point, when you're that far up on all of those things that tick off all the rad shit about a race, I mean, coverage doesn't matter. Everybody that was there knows what happened, knows how rad the track was, knows how rad the eiders were, knows how rad the facility is. So, man, and I think that just paved the way for their track to be a host to, man, so many more events that are 100%. going down. Yeah. You know, that, that just opened the door for, for everything for them, every, any event, 100%. any national, any worlds, anything, it can all go down there for sure. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. And, um, I didn't get to watch any of it. We were, when we got done, obviously we're, we're three hours later out here. So when we got done with our race, we were packing up and stuff and people were watching, <laughs> uh, live RC. They, they couldn't see the video, but they were watching the scoring and, uh, it was really cool and uh to watch the the reaction of everybody when fee won and uh for fee to 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 lap the field um you know that wasn't that wasn't a uh, sissy field by any means so uh congrats to fee on um uh, taking that congrats to wiggles on uh taking his win up there um but yeah what what a facility i cannot wait till i get up there um i will definitely be attending something there at some point um probably in the near future uh but yeah, fuck. Hats off, Brian and your crew. You yeah. guys deserve uh, a round of applause for sure. Yeah, let's get that. We got that. Do we have that? I think Robert Eric is in the house. No, he's not. Evidently. Oh, okay. Well, he, he said, "Which one do you want?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, Don't, I, never mind. I get so excited about no. this and that this happened and that it went off good because I know how good of people they are. I know how hard they worked. I know everything. And I'm just so pumped for them, dude. You know? Yeah. It's it's sure. so freaking awesome to see that turn out so good. And yeah. without a hitch, I mean, I'm proud man. of them. I'm proud of, I'm proud of them, man. That it, like I said, our season, a good place, man. We, we, it's <clears> not in, it's not an easy industry. And to have people like Brian, who's successful in his own right, spend his hard-earned money on something like this to more than likely even though everyone's happy right now he's going to piss somebody off at some point and he's going to become the biggest piece of shit to that one person at some point and he's you know he's going to have to feel that you know because those people are they're, they they come into this hobby you know they make their way back out pretty quickly but people work their asses off for very little return in this industry and uh 
it's not they, they, they don't get enough pats on the back or or uh attaboys so i'm here to tell you just from afar and watching and i sponsor that series by the way uh i'm a supporter of uh just of the wild events and uh, uh fuck man you guys killed it so my, they i it. personally salute you thank you for keep doing keep doing what you're doing to the eiders and hrcr okay last one cheyenne showdown here we go i do want to i want to say something my my pro for the cheyenne showdown before you get anywhere was ultimate racing engines took the top five in expert nitro and four out of the top five in truggy and expert truggy i just want to i just want to start there now you can give all your pros and cons well, there's there's no doubt that ultimate engines are insanely awesome. That's, I, that's all I'm, there is to it. I'm I'm biased, but I just had to speak my piece. Now on to the okay, pros and cons. Good job. Thank you. All right, Cheyenne layout looked cool. Definitely looked cool. We didn't see a whole lot of this race on the no. interweb. There wasn't a whole lot going on with it, um, other than the people showing up and posting their stuff of what's going on. And that's really all we had to go off as far as, as the interweb goes. Yeah. Um, I thought the layout looked sick. They have one thing in the layout that I never, ever am psyched on, which is a split lane section. I don't know how that worked out for everybody, but you know, it's where they have like a double offset from another double. You don't know which one's going to be faster. And then everybody figures out it's going to be, that one's going to be faster. And then everybody just takes that line, doesn't take the other one. Right. Right. The only one I've seen work in in, a, in recent history was at Adobe for Nationals, and it became pretty relevant which way you took. Yes. But, but people and, took both of them for the whole weekend. So, yeah, those those are tough for sure. I'd rather that, though, than a wall ride or a crossover. Those are fucking... I think wall rides are cool, but I, I don't think... I think they're cool, but I don't think they've... They need to run the pipes up on wall rides, like well, way okay. up there. Make it so different, that, but because just, everybody just cool. uses the little foot at the bottom, you know, that Maybe is given a pipe. Whatever, huh? Okay, we, we can do that. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, the track layout looked cool other than that one section that that's maybe more of a personal thing. I don't, I don't dig them, but the one at Adobe did work cause it had the, you know, it had the pipe that separated it. This was just a lane that had offset doubles. But anyway, other than that, it looked like a pretty good layout. Um, what did they had? Uh, I got them for probably the most moonshine drink at one race in three days. So that whoa 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 stop stop right there. Oh, I'm sorry, you left. Corey Humphrey. Well, that doesn't mean I was gone. I still had my headset oh, on. I can okay. hear every fucking word you say. All Corey right. Humphreys, I wish you would chime in because I would like to know if you think that Cheyenne drank the most moonshine consumption of the RC weekend over the RC Prime. Because as I remember, I think one fella showed up with 20 mason jars full and there wasn't one left when we were done. Now, I don't know what right. they showed up with, but I'm going to go out with the 20 and we'll just start right there. Okay, I'm going to say I'm going to guarantee that there was more moonshine drink at Cheyenne between 10 or less people <laughs> than, <laughs> than at the Pro-Am. <laughs> I would have to maybe even be safe breaking that down between five people. 
I need Spencer to call in during the um, Spencer Hecker to call in during our live uh, call-ins, and also Camden Lime and Evan Bell together. All right. Well, um, Cody's I'd love com- to hear some Co- of those stories. Cody's commenting that they, without a doubt, won just in one night. <laughs> Mason Templeton, what up, dude? I believe it. Okay, so um, there was absolutely no coverage of this race. There wasn't. No live cam, nothing. So that was that made it tough to watch. I tried. I tuned in. I looked. I searched. I did everything I could. Um, but yeah, there was no real coverage of this race. Um, I watched all the homies mains, just old school live RC, watching the the names and the laps and and all that stuff. So, um, that was pretty much the only coverage that was available for Cheyenne. So man, if they could step it up a little bit in that coverage, you know, that would be cool for people trying to watch. Um, Agreed. I want to say congrats to Reese, Cody, Hoogland, all the racecraft boys that went up there. Um, They made the trek to support this race that they've been supporting for a couple years now. And um, that's about it. I know those guys up there are really cool. I know it's a good vibe. I know it's fun. All that good stuff. They did well. And um, it would just be cool to see more of it. Yeah, so just a, a quick rundown. Top five of Pro Buggy, Josh Vigil, Grandpa, I don't know who that is, Ryan Reese, Cody Thompson, and Rob Rinaldi. That's your top five. Um, so, you know, they they had a, a, a very nice event. They were, um, you know, they had 200 entries, over 200 entries. Uh, I don't know how far they moved from their last one, uh, their last place, but it uh, looks like they have a great following. And uh, unfortunately... I'm the asshole that put the event on this weekend. They probably could have gotten a few more guys and, and I apologize for that, but that, that won't be my problem next year. Um, we're definitely not going to be on the same date for next year for, so Shannon Blaine, you guys out there, I'm sorry for that. I did. It was kind of a late addition to the, to the schedule this year, but um, you won't have to deal with that anymore. So good. You know, hopefully I can make it out there next year myself. Yep. Shout out to all three of the trifecta of NAR races that happened. That was, that was cool. It, it was definitely exciting to, to have so much shit going on in one weekend. <laughs> That's for 72 sure. jars, are 72 claiming. jars. I believe it. And I'm not going to uh, contest it. Uh, other than <laughs> I will try my best to make sure masters of dirt beats that this year uh, in October. So that's going to be hard to beat. I don't know. That's dude. a lot. That is a lot of Friday shine. night. Friday night is generally at Masters of Dirt, two full kegs of beer, and then we do four handles of Fireball, and then I usually bring out whatever liquor I've got in my liquor cabinet, which is quite a bit usually, and then uh, the 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 um, Tom the Shermans they always bring a case or two of moonshine that they distill. Um, yeah, we're might not be 72, but fuck, man, we do keg stands out here in South Carolina. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I don't it's know, all going to be televised. The Cheyenne race looks televised. like one hell of a good time to go to, and I hope I make it one year for sure. I don't know if Definitely. I will last past the first jar. That's the problem. No, I mean, they'll kill you out there. That, great, that, that I, seems I like half like, of freaking DNC and Reese's trailer missing all the fun passed out drunk <laughs> you can't go too hard the first night i mean that's like said that i know but if you go like 
Gonzo the first night, like it usually sets you up to have to go Gonzo the rest of the race because you're always just trying to clear up a hangover with more fucking drinks. You know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I should have known Grandpa was Graham Hill. My bad. And congrats to Graham because he's he's always on fire, especially in that that neck of the woods. I haven't seen yeah, him in a Graham while. He hasn't, been, he hasn't been traveling much with uh, Jared. Um, I did. I saw. I haven't seen him since maybe Psycho. Yeah, Psycho. Right on. We're we're almost hitting seven o'clock. Could we hit oh a my gosh. commercial? Please. I have to. How, how about I just go ahead and do my news real quick? We're gonna do some real quick news. I got one product. Do you have any products? Um, yes, I have one, but I really need to use the loo. No, go ahead. Okay. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll answer some comments real quick. Uh, Notch, I got you up here, bro. Labor Day is just too late. Uh, kids are already in school, so I think we're going to take I just kicked all of my shit off my table. And I'll be not, back. And you're not even pissing yet. Let's go, dude. You're wasting time. I'm sorry for my uh, my host, my co-host here. Um, but yeah, Notch, we're going to move ours forward a little bit. We want to be in the... Uh, during when kids are out of school. So we're looking maybe early july or sometime in june so we're, we're working on that right now we want to make sure we stay off of uh, dave's events and uh, obviously nationals so uh, we're trying to carve something out right now we'll see um let's see i don't know what that means but thank you i i i respect track owners that's for sure <laughs> that is for sure um Masters does get wild. Derek knows you've been there. Uh, Samantha, moonshine is dangerous, but I, I don't know if you guys get real moonshine out there in Cheyenne. Um, I assume they make good moonshine in the Rockies. I never was drinking moonshine when I lived out there. However, out here, and when it comes from Tennessee and West Virginia, that shit is made the way it's supposed to be made. I'm not, no discrimination, just saying I know what we got out here. Um, Lucas says Memorial Day. Yes, Memorial Day is uh, a possibility, but we are uh, the venue that we use and which has turned out to be beautiful and perfect for us. Uh, they do a ton of rodeos and equine events, so we have to work around that as well. So, um, yeah. All right. So Chase is back. I'm going to do some news real quick. Um, so I am going to start with Hank the Tank. What would you say if I told you an animal by the name of Hank the Tank has logged in over 21 home invasions? What would you say? I'd say that's a little above average. Yeah. So Hank the Tank, which is actually Hinoretta. Hinoretta. Is that how you say that, Robert? Hinoretta? Yeah, I think so. Hinoretta, which is a female bear. Um, in South Lake Tahoe, which some of you people that are watching probably know about this bear, uh, has logged over 152 reports of conflict behavior in 28 home break-ins. They have called this bear Hank the Tank, which is a female. They've also... Wait, they named a female Hank? Well, it's Henrietta. Henry. Oh. Henrietta. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Hank. The Tank. So, yeah, this bear has logged 28 home invasions in. 
they have taken it into custody more than once. Uh, they won't. I don't think they're euthanizing it. I think from what I, the way I read it is because it has six cubs. So, and they've also taken in six cubs. They're her six cubs on uh, other charges before. Wow. So this is a full family of bear bears that are uh, leading the life of crime in Tahoe. Gnarly. It's fucking gnarly, dude. Like it's bad enough when you got crackheads robbing you, but when bears break your doors down, the world's about to end, bro. Better call John Candy. <laughs> Blow the butt off that thing. That's a big ass bear too. Holy shit! Yes, yeah, six, <laughs> six. What I don't, I don't really understand what what they say. It's two hundred. This one's five hundred pounds. <laughs> That's like the. It's, the average weight for like a male bear. Yeah. Said. So like this thing is a female bear, like roided out. Yeah. Female bear, 500 pounds. Normally they average 275. So she's almost double what the average is. She's putting it down, boy. That's a big bitch. So that's my first news. What you got? Uh, I got something that Robert sent my way because I'm sucking my job. So let's see it, Robert. What do we got? All right, so there's a TikTok trend going on where parents are cracking the cracking eggs of kid on kids' foreheads, which I've seen, and I think it's freaking hilarious. But apparently, there's an outrage about it, and um, I don't see why. I think any time that you can mess with your kids um, is acceptable. So good on these people. Screw people that think it's dumb. That's all I got about that. All right. Well, mine's better than yours, so I'm just going to go ahead and say it. So we all know that Chicago is filled in and just filled with crime and gun violence. The place that has banned guns and made it hardest in the whole country to acquire a gun has the most violence in the country. I'm not going to get political. I just want to let you know that. All right. That being said, a news crew who was reporting on a string of robberies were robbed at gunpoint Ooh. by two men wearing ski masks in how ironic downtown Chicago. I don't know how I feel about it. However, I feel like if you're going to report on robberies in a spot that's getting robbed in downtown Chicago, you have a high, high chance of getting robbed in Chicago downtown so moral of the story is carry a gun don't get robbed make them pay or just don't have anything say i got nothing partner it doesn't work man they're gonna beat you no okay all right well i got something well i have a speculation are we done with news yeah okay i have a speculation here and this could be a new segment uh RC speculations and things that I've seen going on. I think Barry Baker has found himself a new home. Uh, you're talking hot bodies. No, I'm talking one army. Oh, I think Barry Baker is teamed up with one army and it's a perfect, I think it's an amazing. That could be dangerous. That, that could would be dangerous. Really good. 
I think that Barry Baker is planning on teaming up with One Army. I know he was hanging out with them at uh, HRCR. He's running their chassis, and I think that is the absolute perfect fit for him. Yeah, not one particular chat like you know brand brand, but One Army and all of their experimental and awesome tuning stuff they do. Like they're open to anything. They can make stuff for him on the fly. I mean, anything he wants, they can make it and probably have it to him within a week. If he's got an idea about a new spindle, a new freaking this or that, or anything like that, they could crank it out for him. And I think that it's, man, when those worlds collide, some real shit's going to go down. Yeah. And the Bartlett's are, so such good people and to have someone with the knowledge like barry scott that could yeah. be dangerous that could be very very dangerous so yeah hey speculations are not fucking rad yeah it's good I to see that... barry back out there and not like you know walking away from everything after that whole bullshit that happened and what? i don't even know what really happened but the fact of the matter is barry we need barry baker in rc so yes for sure and I think uh, that would be, I mean, there couldn't, there isn't a better fit. I don't think there is, you know, he's out of the corporate environment. He's out of all that red tape, all that stuff going on. Yep. And, and I, I didn't I, even I think, think about that. Dude, I think it's just great. If that goes down, I think it's awesome. I agree. All right. I got one product I want to show everybody because I love it and it is installed in my truck. Robert, can you please post up? This product, we're going to share something for you guys. It is a company called um, Bullet Point Mounts. Uh, these things are fucking rad. Uh, I didn't want one of those generic uh, phone holders that sit in your car and kind of got the clamps around it. I ended up getting the one that has a magnet and it phone charges and everything else. Um, I'll eventually probably put a GoPro on one of those uh, ball mounts or something to record all the idiots that are driving in front of me. But um, if you guys have a, a truck or one of the vehicles that they support, I recommend definitely check them out. Um, some super quality uh, product and really useful. It's it's a product that's not just cool, but it's so useful and so functional that, you know, you thought to yourself, like, why didn't I think of that? Um, but yeah. And it's got points. an American flag on it. Yeah. Points American for that. Flag. They're definitely Second Amendment uh, people. They've, uh, I believe, the the company is Blue Line owned. Um, so you know, support them for sure. And uh, I personally have one myself, and I, I put the stamp of approval on. So, bullet point, bullet point mounts. They're fucking rad. Very cool. That is a, that's a fucking mount. I'll tell they, you what, dude. That, that, there's a lot going on. That, that looks serious. They are very serious. That looks very serious. Cool. So if I could yeah. help them sell one more mount, I hope somebody buys one because they are worth their money. I don't um, know. If, do, you, do you know if they have one for a 20, 2016 Ford Transit van? Uh, they probably <laughs> do. And Not. they probably have one that has a cup holder <laughs> for a skinny can for Justin Hoogland. Yes, for sure. Oh, dude, I had a I had a rad news thing. Can we go? Oh. Robert, Robert, please. Let's rewind the show. Real quick, pull up my news thing I sent you like a month ago, <laughs> please. Yes. Okay, here it is. Kids mullet champion, Pennsylvania, this six-year-old boy who also shares the same last name as yours truly, Rory Ehrlich, Holy the shit. mullet champion. 
I feel like that guy should be sword fighting and drinking beer. Right and now. my homie Garrett Nerd sent me that, and I had to put it on the show because that is freaking awesome. He's got the same last name as me, Mullet Champion. And you know what he did with his winnings? I don't know how much money he won, but you know what he did with all those winnings? He bought his sister a fucking alpaca. That is a good kid. <laughs> I good can't dude. think of anything cooler than that. Cool dude. So good job, Roy Ehrlich. I don't know. We have to be related. There's not a whole lot of Ehrlichs in this world. So right on, man. All right, cool. Fuck yeah. Done with that. Fucking, I love guys that that can rock a mullet. And you want to know why? Because it takes some fucking serious nuts to rock a good mullet. A, a mullet worthy it's of like winning a, a contest like that is a you have got to really like you gotta be rock hard all the time. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, you gotta wear like extra thick denim. Fuck yeah. That I mean Rory. What's up, I mean, Mark Santa Maria? Mark Santa Maria's in the house. What? Dude, Maybe. if you can hang out, Mark Santa Maria, and call into the show when we come into live calls, that would be sick. Listen. That some bitch right there, MSM, was all the way up there in HCRC country. Yeah, it was. He I saw he made his own MS, MSM uh, HRCR-inspired stickers, too. That was pretty rad. That, oh, yeah, they, the, the Honda-looking print that he did. Dude, I'm telling you right now, Brian, you better feel very special. I had I had Mark coming to my race, and I don't know what you did, but you suckered him away from <laughs> us. Boy, mm. damn. All right. All right, well, fuck it. Let's go. It's time to party. Well, I got the product. One more product. Oh, I actually got God. emailed a product just now. Literally. I'm sorry. I don't mean to bore you. Literally I don't mean to bore you. killed my buzz, dude. Well, do you want to go to the... I know you were trying to segue into the live calls, but I do have yeah, I mean, two I more I literally things. did segue into the live <laughs> fucking calls, and you just killed it. Go All ahead. Right, well, go ahead. You know go what? It, Jesus, no. Sorry. Ahead. I just got an email. There's a new one sixteenth from China. There's a new one sixteenth tricycle that's out, RC tricycle. <laughs> if anybody's interested in one of these fucking pieces of shit, if they can supply uh, it in better supply than Horizon's doing with these motorbikes, <laughs> then I'm fucking in, dude. Let's go. What I hear is it's it's going to be the newest, hottest class, and everybody's getting. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna they're. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be the class before uh on-road yeah. semi truck or whatever. I think as long as tracks can, you know, make a layout that'll work for them, it'll be a really hot class. <laughs> All right, Evil Knievel. Is that it? Or you got really uh, No, I wanted to talk about the raw speed tire gluing thing. Did oh, you see that? Yeah. I did see it. I did see it. Okay. Talk about it. Pretty pretty revolutionary, very cool design and sweet. It's rather pricey, but I think uh, what, it what does was its the job. Price? What did it end up coming out I, to? I'm talking about a no name. I think it's anywhere between eight hundred and thousand bucks. That's really like that. not that bad, being that people are buying the engine braking machines for you know that. Yep. So and you yep. glue way more tires than you break in engines. I mean, you glue them perfectly every time. It looks like yeah. looks like it. I mean, China's Who knows been how using they'll... machines like that for, for years. I mean, that's how all the pre-glue tires come over. I mean, it's not people right. just sitting there gluing like we do. Right. So, good job, Raw Speed. I think um, if you can find, if you can make a machine that punches, preps, cleans, puts the damn tire on the wheel, all that shit, I will buy that one. Because that's where most of my time is spent. <laughs> Cody. Exactly. Yeah. That's nah, where have... most... Honestly, gluing the tire is the fastest part for me. You know, that's about a 30 second job, probably. 
but man, you, you went out to prep a tire for me. I'm, I'm all for it. I, I no. don't have enough money to give you. If a tire could be just be dipped in a in a solution and pulled out and it dries and it and it's clean, it like eats off all the mold release or whatever, then that would be the easiest way. But there's you know rubber's rubber is porous. It's it it's there's a chance it could be run. So definitely, uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely crazy. Yeah, but cool. Good for them coming out with something. You know, a lot of you know these smaller, you know, or more individualized companies that are gluing tires for people and stuff like that. I can see how they could benefit from that. So, uh, especially dirt donuts. Yeah. Speaking um, of which, if, if until that machine comes out to the public and you guys want to spend that kind of money, the assault RC, um, tire gluing jigs, best on the market, get you one. That's what dirt donuts uses. A lot of people use them. Definitely the shit until you can get that thousand dollar automatic one. Yeah. But very cool. Good job for them coming out with something, something that, you know, nobody's ever released to the the normal market. So hopefully a lot of people buy them and hopefully it was worth everything they did to make it. Need a community one for the, um, the for the racecraft room. You know, everybody that rents a spot from you in there just gives you a 250 and you have one in there for the uh, everyone to use. Dude, it's so hot in that room. I don't think anything would last like glue dries up like it's hot. Well, then you also need to throw another 200 bucks in for a mini fridge. Dude, it's too hot for a mini fridge. We had one in there. Holy shit. Like a fridge won't even stay cold in our room. Insulate the fucker and put a mini split in it. What the fuck is going on with you? We got to do something in that room. That room sucks. Can I segue into live calls? Yes. We're taking live calls now. It's time to party. (laughs) (laughs) Let's fucking go. I've been wanting to fucking talk to some people. Robert, you about ready for this? Born ready, but I need the phone. I'm gonna give you the phone. I was segueing into giving you the phone too. All right, I was just making sure. Holy <laughs> shit, what is wrong with you two tonight? It's like you guys forgot what to do over the last two weeks. Yeah, well, call in everybody. Uh, don't right. be afraid afraid to be a repeat offender. Call in again. Let's talk. And um, yeah, Brent wants to go long tonight, so we're 15 minutes past when we normally go into our live calls, but we are willing and ready to go a little bit longer. Um, that's not going to change the time. Oh, Brian Eider wants to call, and he just texted me. Well, fuck yeah. Hold on. I got to hand my phone off so we can do this. Let me send him a picture of it. Send a picture of your boner. Oh, wait. Are we live? I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, we're live. <clears throat> oh, God. I'm sorry. Man, I am being all rude right, so. tonight. I am so sorry to all you guys out there. Dude, maybe we should just do our show, like, forget all this other horse shit that we do to get to the live calls and just do a live call show. But then it would just be just blasphemy. We got Yeah, it would be a shit show. Okay, okay, okay. Low structure is good. Low structure is good for everybody. All right. I hear a call coming in. We're about to see. Um, I got Put it in, Cody. I would love it. I've I've got uh, an inkling of who it is. It it's a uh, Cheyenne Biter. Oh yeah. I think it's Cheyenne Biter. We got a call. We got a call. We have a call. Cheyenne Biter. Cheyenne Biter. I am biter. I don't know if that's the right words 
to use with the recent races that went on this year or this weekend. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. How about uh, uh, Brian, Brian Blider, Brian Greider. Brian Blider. Brian Blider. How about we just put him through? All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? What's up, guys? How you doing? What's up, dude? Doing good. Have you gotten any uh, rest yet? No, I'm in cars, get ready to go to Mexico. Fuck yeah. Sick. What's going on in Mexico? Vacation? At the Mexican Nationals next weekend in Ensenada, bud. Oh, that's right, man. All those guys were up here at JBRL. There was like 12 of them all up here this weekend. So, yeah, that's going to be sick. Heck yeah. Yeah, Ricardo's been trying to get me come down to Cabo. I think the last one. Why not? Yeah. Oh, man, it's Modelo time, Brian Eider. Pacificos, baby. Yeah, those two. Those two. So is, your, track, uh, your track looked fucking bitching, and uh, man, congrats on such a successful weekend. Thank you, man. It was incredible. I was uh, I was blown away at the response. Absolutely blown away. We had we had zero expectations. We just put we put our heart and soul into it, and I think people realized that and they showed up to support. It was pretty rad. Yeah, it showed. It showed you guys did that for sure. Yeah, it's the the track of dreams, man. You built it, and they came. They did, and they came. They came in, in fours, and uh, and I tell you, I had a couple of guys that uh, put like 12, 14 hours a day. It took us nine days to build that track, and we hauled in another hundred and twenty loads of dirt. We mixed in a bunch of clay, and I got my buddy Derek Pazacrea. I got my buddy Jesse. Shelton, my buddy Jason Bird, those guys literally, we were 12, 14 hours a day. We were zombies putting that track together. And then we had rain. We had rain come in. We stayed up to one in the morning piping the track. That track clay. So when it rains, you got to get off of it. So we all lost our voice. I think we, uh, I think, I think some of us didn't eat for like three days straight. <laughs> it was pretty. Well, you guys killed so we it. Got, yeah, we got her done. And it was a surface that's never seen that many laps. So the uh, the nerves were pretty uh, running rampant, making sure that I moved dirt for a living. So we kind of have a general idea of what that, how that clay responds to water and compaction and what type of compaction to use and so we kind of had a general idea as far as what that dirt would do in a construction mindset, but no way in an RC mindset. Right. Uh, yeah. So we kind of we kind of just threw everything at it, and, and it worked. So it was really cool. It's it's funny you say that because we had we had some dirt delivered to this arena um, I, that I dealt with uh, ahead of time, and we had uh, not as much dirt as you did, but. Uh, we were just trying to add to it and we're going to add to it again before the fall brawl. But the, the pit that this came from and, and because it's an equine um, 
uh, arena, they have to use a specific kind of dirt. They can't use a very, very high content clay dirt. Um, but unfortunately, the dirt that we got was so low in clay content that where it was, we had to literally bury it and make sure that the dirt that was already existing went on top of it to to pack properly and 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 hold as good as we possibly could. So I, I know exactly what you're dealing with when you when you start talking about uh, the different clay contents and and uh, having dirt clay, you know, anything moved in and having to mix it all. That's it's a it's a lot of time and effort. Yeah, and it was, man, it was super stressful because that the dirt we have. You can't touch it when it's wet. It's just like dog shit. So, right. Uh, you know, you we had to like spread it out. We had to water it, and then we had to stack. We had to high stack this dirt so it would hold its moisture. Because oh shit, if you leave it laid out, it shrinks and it cracks and it turns into these big hard clods of crap. So yeah, keeping the moisture right in that dirt was it was like a science project. Wow. Well, right on, Nate. So. Yeah, Joey put in a killer layout, but I had one question for you, Brian. What? How is it seeing the look on your son's face with all this stuff that that got put together and all these people coming to your house and you know all this big extravaganza and awesomeness that you built? What is like? What has it been like being a dad and watching how stoked your son is for all this happening? Like out, you know, just two years ago or one year ago where, you know, there wasn't real, you know, you know, you just built this up very recently. So what is it like being a dad to your son and what, what are his conversations like with you with all this stuff going on? Um, I mean, it's just kind of how I roll with everything I do. I just do everything way, way to the nth degree. So I think it's just, they kind of expect it, to be honest with you. Like, I mean, we've, we've owned a construction company for 25 years, and we started with, you know, two guys. We went to 230 guys, and, you know, we started with one dump truck, and we ended up with 40-some-odd dump trucks. So I've always just kind of done everything a little probably overboard. So, uh, you know, he, he thinks it's really rad what we got going on. You know, he, he works a full-time job down at the marina, and, when he rolled in for the race and we had, you know, 106 some odd people here, he was just like, wow, this is like a yeah. DNC of the Northwest. Right. Cool. But, uh, awesome. I, I think what was better about the whole race was just a general attitude. Like, we're so grateful up in the Northwest. We get, you know, like six or seven months of nice weather. And then we get, you know, four or five months of winter where we're stuck inside. So everyone just, Everyone's so grateful to have beautiful weather and to be able to have a beautiful track and enjoy that up here. In, I mean, it was like 85, 87 degrees. But we had people from Phoenix, from Tucson, Wiggins from Texas, uh, you know, Steve from Kansas City. And these guys are all like dying in 100-degree weather with high humidity. So, you know, they were all just – I think nice weather puts everyone in a good mood automatically. Oh, yes. for sure. So it was just really – race was just awesome you know and yeah man like, and that's with mark Santa Maria, and go ahead i'm sorry like, man i want i'll tell you what when i saw what the weather was going to do then i really wanted to come to your race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, man, your track looks like a, a freaking with the pines and, and all that stuff going on. Your track looks like a damn Thomas Kincaid boat or painting, man. It's so beautiful there. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. We we got a little bit of rain on Friday during quals. We got shut down for about four hours. Um, but I, I had a lot of forethought when we built the track. So the entire facility is actually built on a 2% side slope. So like the parking lot, the track, everything is sloped uh, east to west. So the track actually has two feet of fall in it from right to left. And then when we brought in all the additional dirt, we put a 2% grade in it from south to north. So if you're standing on the driver's stand, all the water, it's kind of like, like Thunder Alley, right? It all goes to the wall ride or Channel Islands. It all goes down into the, to the sweep, that big sweeper. So now my track, when it rains, that clay doesn't really absorb water unless it sits on it. So when it rained, all the water shot down to one corner of the track, pump it off, give it about two hours, and we were back running. Nice. So it was really kind cool. Like an amphitheater. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, that clay, if you let that water sit on top and, and puddle, then you're done. You can't even walk on it to go pump it. You just sink to your ankles. So, you know, having a little bit of forethought and knowing what that dirt would do and putting a bunch of slope in the track. And, you know, when Joey got here, we had four skid steers and three rollers and a water truck. And, and we had four dudes ready to help him. And, you know, he looked at that pile of dirt. And he's like, I've never, ever done a track build with that much dirt. <laughs> I was cool to impress you. <laughs> nice. Yeah, man, you guys are doing it right, dude, for sure. Good grief. We got a question on the interweb here. Um, Michael, Mark, Anthony Van Norden is asking if you're looking to do a national race. Oh, there, boom. There it is. Wow. Are you looking to do national races? Um, are you bidding for the worlds? What are you doing? Because I think you could do it all. Whatever you want. I mean, I think the world is yours as far as events go right now. I mean, when I built the facility, I, I mean, I definitely read the rule book on how to qualify for a world race. So the driver's stand, pit lane, the track, the fencing. The only thing we're lacking right now is our is our grandstands. It's a huge expense that, you know, obviously if I get a world race, which I mean, world 2026 is on my radar 100%. Um, I've already applied to have fuel mats here next year, talking with Clayton. Um, that application's in, pictures are in. Um, he's, he's seen all the videos and all the footage of the track. Um, we just got to remind him that I'm not in Iowa. He keeps thinking I'm in Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> but no, not Iowa. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, absolutely. I think I think having a roar a roar race here. I went to the Tico race. It was my first roar race. Uh, I had a great time. Uh, the vibe was cool. The race was fun. Um, I mean, I got to spend time with Kevin Jellick before he passed. So I, I that that holds near and dear to my heart. Um, Kevin was one of my guys that was supposed to come out and build the track for us. So it's unfortunate that's never going to happen. But uh, you know, we went down there the year before. We raced the Labor Day shootout with them. Got to spend a lot of time with Kevin. It was really cool. Uh, he's got he has, you know he's got a good thing going down there. Uh, hopefully, whoever takes over that position, you know, holds up what Kevin built. Yeah, that was that was super sudden and very very sad. For sure. Yeah. Um. 
yeah, man. I mean, you definitely have the makings of a place that is qual that that can qualify for the uh, top runner of uh you know a, a national bid for sure in this at this state and you know at this day and time. So um yeah, keep up the good work, man. I mean, I, I don't know what you got planned for uh 24, but what you did this year and and how you got it prepared, how you got it to where it's at right now is uh it's it's unprecedented, it's beautiful. And um I know, you know, from from my from my standpoint and from my knowledge, you've done just a, a phenomenal job. And, uh, you know, all of us that uh, can appreciate the hard work and effort and money and uh, everything you've done over there, it's uh, it's it, it's special. It's awesome. So great job, man. I, I look forward to uh, personally getting up there hopefully sooner than later. That'd be awesome, man. I appreciate your support in Justin's series with the work series. What he's doing up here in the Northwest is uh... – is absolutely amazing, and you can see that if you look at his other races. He's, you know, his eight scale only. He's averaging, you know, uh, I think his smallest was like 160, and then he had a 250, and then you know ours was like 384. So eight scale is alive and well in the Northwest, and and Justin running that series. So I don't, I don't, I don't know of a better guy to run a series in the Northwest than what Justin's doing. It's absolutely amazing. So that that's what I was saying earlier. You guys are so lucky to have Justin. The, the The Southwest is so lucky to have Jimmy. The The Southeast is so lucky to have Lance. I mean, we're you know the the country is lucky to have Scotty. Um, so we're you know our season a good place. We could always use more. You know that we can grow it. We can grow it, and with facilities like yours and passion like you've got, and um, you know with promoters like like Justin and Scotty, Lance, Jimmy. Uh, track owners with ambition we can grow we can grow this and add more people to the spectrum of uh the the the, the niche side of rc that we all love so much and that's the racing side yeah i agree with you 100 percent. you know I, I think racing uh as a business model uh doesn't really get looked at much from like a hobby standpoint just because the margins are so horrendously low you know i mean that, like this race you know, 384 entries, and I still lost about $18,000. So, um, but I, I don't look at it as as a as a money producing uh, business for myself. My wife and I own other businesses that take care of that. So, uh, you know, this is 100% passion based for me, and and it'll grow. You know, we spent a lot of money to get the facility up, um, but it's a permanent. You know, our dirt is now here. We have. We brought in 330 truckloads of dirt to build our initial track, and then we brought in another 122 loads to top it off the way we want it. So that capital investment is so. Yeah, it's um, insane, dude. I mean, people don't understand that. I, you know, I can say that I understand it to a certain degree, um, but people don't understand the amount of time, effort, and financial burden that it takes. Whether you've got the money or not, that's a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of money. So, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it's crazy. I don't know. I don't know if everybody heard that. It you know, on the surface, it looked like Brian had this most awesome spectacle of a race and and everything like that. But did you just hear him say that he lost eighteen? thousand dollars on that race like good lord it doesn't make financial sense for most events in rc people that don't understand that and I, I we see tracks come and go all the time because they think they saw 
a track like H HRCR put on a race, get almost 400 entries. They at, let's just, I don't know what the entry fee was, but let's just say 65, 75 bucks. And they think, Oh, they, all they do is add that money up. They don't think about everything that led up to that point. They only add the money up on entry fees and numbers. So let that sink in for a little Man. bit. If you, if you're thinking about starting a track or if you're thinking about, you know, doing something, understand it's not cheap it's not easy and if you're gonna do it it's gonna be a time commitment and it's gonna be a family in a it, it's gonna weigh you down so be sure you know what you're doing before you just jump up and say you, you can do better than than the next guy yeah for sure and brian we I mean, loved you long I mean, before long before you started this track and and long before anything man your passion for this hobby and everything you do is much respected on my end i mean 100 percent. 300%. You guys are great for the hobby. That's all there is to it. Thank you. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. But I'll tell you what, in 2018, I had over 230 employees with our construction company. We did approximately $26 million in contract work. I work harder now and I'm retired as a track owner than I ever did for 25 years with my construction company. Amen, brother. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. And you're right. You will work harder just to, to, to fuel your little passion project that you've got, but don't yeah. let anything discourage you. Don't let the people discourage you do it for, because you want to do it. Keep doing it as long as you feel like doing it. Um, you know, people out here like, like us, we appreciate you. Everybody that's probably watching this is either going to be there at some point or has been there and they appreciate you. So, uh, you probably don't hear it enough, but thank you. And, and can, Fucking fantastic job, man. Great job. Thank you very much. Thank you, man. Appreciate what you guys do, man. It's pretty awesome to hear. It, like I said on that video, it fills my emotional bank when I when I hear people appreciate whether they say it to me or, or on the internet or whatever. It's just really cool to hear people get out and enjoy it, you know. Having I mean, this is a small, small town up here in North Idaho. My 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 town of Hayden is like 2,300 people. My whole county is like 50,000. So to have, you know, 384 entries show up to a little Hayden, Idaho, and enjoy this event was was really incredible. You know, we're we're 100% a destination city. So absolutely, that's that's rad, man. So sick, Brian. Thanks for calling in, dude. Appreciate it. Yeah. Keep it up. I can't wait to see what you what you what what's in store for the future for you and everything man and i can't wait to see you again and just give you a hug dude because right. man you're killing it thanks a lot man you i second i second that notion thank you brian have a good night brother you dude he, that guy's fucking rad and yeah just, he rules you know you, you think Sorry, about it i can't do that what what can't you do um the 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 fact of the matter is, <laughs> I don't know why Siri started talking. What are you that guy's fucking Are you rad. texting Siri? What's no, new? like I'm literally sitting here, I, on you? my watch. I must have hit the button on my watch with my wrist. But, <laughs> but All right, before I, we I, take our next caller, there's a couple of things that I want to bring up. But yeah, go well, ahead. I, and I, and I just want to say like that he's being very modest and uh, he's worked. You know, people he he, he will he's he's already felt it he's gonna feel it again about how the industry works because that's just if you if you know you know but 
he also will get the praise from the people because he built it and they will come and he deserves it. So if you guys are in that area, support the dude. That is a facility that everybody dreams about. And uh, if you're not in the area and you can spend you know, your time traveling to a few events a year, make one of his events one of your events because that that place deserves people showing up and going to it. So what do you got? Yeah, man, I couldn't believe that. I mean, my my heart sunk when he said that he lost eighteen thousand dollars on that race. I mean, that's that's fucking insane. I mean, anybody else in a with a business mind would would say done, you know. Um, but not in this hobby. Not if you love it like he loves it, you know. That yeah. um, whew, it doesn't it matter. If he's, if he's, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if he's well off or not. I mean, that's a, that's not a drop in the bucket. That's a lot of money. You have to to think to keep on keeping on. It's crazy. I don't mean to interrupt you, but you have to think, dude. Like Dave, Dave Lycombe with race time and Joey with the dirt. Those two guys have been doing this a very long time. The first two, three years that they did it, they might not have had the production that they have, or they might not have done it in expensive arenas or places where it costs a ton of money, but they earned the right to have 800 to a thousand entry races. They have been digging and digging for years and anybody, any single person that thinks that they're money hungry or that all they care about is the money needs to fucking sit back and do some math. Think about what amount of time of their life they've put towards getting to the point where they're getting a thousand entries. It is not easy. And I'm going to tell you right now from experience, if you want to do it, Prepare for a ride. You are not going to just show up, put on an event, make a shit ton of money, and walk away and think that you've, you you can be better than anybody else out there. It takes money, it takes time, and it takes effort. Lots of effort. And if you're not willing to put that shit in, don't fuck with the industry. Just come and have fun. And race. Enjoy yourself. But don't come out and fuck with stuff. Don't right. do it because you're mad at a track or a promoter or something. Just sit back. Take a deep breath, drink a beer, smoke your peace pipe, whatever the fuck you do. But don't come in here and try to make everybody else who's put their life out there, every dollar that they've got or dollars that they've got, doesn't matter if it's every or not, and they've worked at it. So that's just my advice. I get a little bit shitty when it comes to that because I hear people talk all the time where all they care about is money. Well, have you ever thought about like that's what they do for a living? Or have you ever thought about they've been doing it for 15 years and they deserve to make money at it? You know, I hate it when people say that shit. Sorry about that. All right, I'm off. My no, head. that was that probably could be a, a a snippet edited clip and posted for every motherfucker bitching about any race director or anybody that's ever put on a race that somebody's bitching about. Because, man, that was the truth right there. Holy God. I got shield. I got chills. Sorry. You know what I mean? There's not a lot of money in this industry. You know, I own a very small brand in this industry and, you know, we're always hungry for something. We're always scraping. Um, there, there's nothing. And to, to, to hear that that dude has put that, his heart and soul into this and, and still didn't make out or break even at least. I mean, that kind of breaks my heart, you know, um, even, even with any event or anything like that. I mean, to, to call anybody that's putting anything, Thing on or trying anything in this industry as a small brand or a big brand or whatever the fuck um 
you know, there's, there's not a lot left on the, you know, there's not a lot of meat on the bone. You know, we always say it, we always preach it, but nobody believes it ever. And Brian just came on and straight up, straight up spit it and said the numbers, you know? Yep. Um, I'm pretty private when it comes to numbers and stuff like that, but I mean, he put it out there and I know, I know that that's a very good possibility. He lost that much money. I mean, basically building that facility and getting it to that point, you know, this is his first big race. So it's going to (laughs) take him a lot of time to recoup that money. It's going to take him a lot of time to build a crowd and he is in it to win it and he needs support. We all need to see tracks like that, that are invested. I'm not saying that we shouldn't support everyone. I'm saying we should support the people that are invested in the racing side of stuff. Let's face it. We're racers. Everyone that's watching this, everyone that we're engaging with are racers. Uh, There's very few bashers and and, and outside of the racing industry that listens to this podcast or that, you know, is, is involved in this. You have to support the track that's local to you. Doesn't matter where you live. If you, if it means you go there once a month, but you travel once a month, that's what it means. But you can't just travel and not support that local shop because I promise you, you will miss it when it's gone. I guarantee you, you will miss it when it's gone. Just look at OCRC. Look at places like that. You know, the, you know, we haven't really announced it yet on the Badlands, but Badlands has been around for 20 years. The County has pulled our, our lease from us. That's why we're putting these events on in this new arena that I found. Like just because it's good and it's been there for a long time doesn't mean it'll be there forever. So, you know, help support. It doesn't mean just going there and throwing a little bit of money down for an entry fee, but how about show up once a year, once every six months and help them shovel some dirt when they're doing a layout change or laying pipe, just do, do something. It doesn't matter what you do. Race promoters, track owners will appreciate you. And they will see you in a different light if you're willing to put a little bit of sweat equity into something and not ask for anything in return because 100%. they work very hard for very little and all they want is for you to have a good time. So do what you got to do. You know, you guys be you. I'm not trying to tell you how to live your RC life, but I can tell you how I live mine. And there's no place that I'll go to that I'm going to let, I'm going to watch people work and sweat their balls off and not have my help. If I, if I'm able and willing. So you guys just do your part. That's all I got to say. 100%, about dude. And if you're local at a track, dude, don't try and get any discounts with your, I mean, obviously if you're good enough, maybe the shop will hook you up with a discount or something on your, on your stuff, but don't ever cheap out on your practice fees or your race fees or, or any of that stuff, man. It's not worth it. You know, um, if you want to practice five times a week, you better pay $20 every fucking time you're there. That's, that's all there is to it. You know, um, absolutely. These <laughs> these guys are way under underappreciated and um, all that stuff. I mean, I mean, take JBRL for instance. I mean, we sponsor the race. We give them two hundred dollars in product for every single race, and I pay full blown entries for me and my son for every class we race at every one of their races. You know what I mean? You you gotta support them to keep it going, and it doesn't. Uh, man, there's nothing for these guys. I mean, maybe Jimmy, you know, you, you look, you just like you calculate all the entries and, and all that stuff and yeah, whatever. But um, yeah, pay your way. doesn't matter who you are, top to bottom. Pay your people, way. People only see you the big number. They don't, they don't see anything else. No. That's, that's, that's generally what 
I notice is, you know, someone walk <laughs> up to me and say, God, can you believe that, you know, 800 entries at $90 and it's, you know, 70,000, whatever that comes out to, um, you know, 76, $72,000 or something. I'm like, yeah, but did you, did you know that arena cost uh, $30,000 and the help cost 5,000 and the equipment cost 5,000 and, you know, everything, the, the insurance you know, 1500 and uh everything the the video the, the you know it, it doesn't matter who you are or what you do if you don't know the back side of it stop stop it just stop it that's yeah the, the back side's a dirty bitch and you can't look at look at those entries <laughs> no and compare them to the to what's actually going excuse me going on yeah you know so. never forget that there's comps you know People get comp comp entries for being sponsors or stuff. So a 385 entry race might actually be 325 entries uh, paid. And even though that still sounds like a lot, that doesn't mean that that's a lot of money. I mean, that, that, that doesn't mean it pays all the bills. So you, everyone can do the math. You can do the math, but you don't know what it costs to do it. And if you do, then you you're not the one bitching. I can promise yeah. you that. And not not to mention the time, the time that goes into it for all yeah. of these guys. Absolutely. It's so much time. <laughs> it's so much time. But um, Robert, you got somebody? I sure Anywho. do. We've got us Anthony Wheeler. Oh, yeah. What up, Wheeler? What's up, guys? Long time listener, first time caller. Uh, you know, well, I've been waiting for somebody to say something like that. <laughs> we we appreciate that, Mister Wheeler. Hell what a yeah. cool name! Good grief. Yeah, uh, it's it's a lot to live up to. Yeah, you, <laughs> I you bet know, you got to live up to that. Name, you know, Russ Wheeler. Yeah, I mean, I'm not much of a like. It bugs me too, man. Like some of the guys over here, because I'm, I'm in the Panhandle of Florida, but like we, you know, we race a lot with uh, Charlie Mack over Mississippi, Lance's races over in Lake City. Um, a lot of us guys go up north to what used to be the warehouse when it shut down. Um, that was in Alabama, right? Yeah, yeah, that was up in um, Helena, yeah, Alabama, right. which about. It's a couple hours south of uh, Huntsville area, um, which was a good track, good in indoor track. Uh, kind of small, but those guys call uh, four-wheel drive wheelers. You know, a lot yep. of guys call them wheelers. <laughs> yep. um, I hate that. What? <laughs> you're not a fan? Uh, what? I'm not a fan of that because every time you're like, oh, wheelers, I'm, I'm looking around like somebody calling my name or something, you know. <laughs> it sucks. You know, around here, it's four-wheel drive buggy, four-wheel drive stock, four-wheel drive mod. Oh, man. Um, you won't last long. Yeah, right with you being in the panhandle of Florida, are you going to the Florida Carpet Champs? Uh, no. Okay. Well, that's on the uh, other end of Florida, man. Like, <laughs> hey, all the way across the state. like All I see in I mean, Florida just, is just, just like an upside-down L. What's yeah. that? Pretty much. Mm -hmm. Like, just for me to go to Lance's race, it's like five, six hours. So you're like all the way on the like, west just, coast of the Panhandle. Dude, I am I am like almost in Alabama. Gotcha. Like we we call it lower we call LA lower Alabama. That's funny. We we um, we've got a uh we've got a place here that we call UCLA, it's which means upper Conway, lower Aner. Hmm. 
Yeah, no, I'm actually uh, one of our local guys. Both of y'all know him, uh, Hunter King. Oh, yeah. yes, sir. One of our local guys. We just yeah, put him on the team. Uh, announced him on your team. Yeah. Yep, we just put him on, man. Yeah. And then uh, he, he comes up there. He, he brags and brags and brags about going to Masters. Um, that's like his favorite race to go to. Well, I mean, it is fucking great. It is, except it's thin scale. <laughs> It doesn't matter. Yeah, well, that's but what I was asking of, if you're going to the Florida Carpet Champs because I'll actually be out there in November. So I was hoping to meet you. So I, 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 we actually, I actually do some carpet off-road racing, but it's over in Mobile. Um, we have a carpet on-road track. So I'm kind of like our local track. I'm, it's an hour east to go to our local dirt track. Um, or if I go carpet racing on on-road or carpet off-road, it's an hour west. So it's kind of, I'm in the middle of two tracks that I, Kind of All right, well, maybe cruise out. Me. I'll buy you a beer. Even though it is 10 skips. <laughs> long cruise. Did we lose him? Anthony, you still there? Can you not hear him? Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, you're back. You're back. That was on his end. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the the carpet tent scale that makes me makes me run my tent scale stuff. I mean, anytime I go to dirt, I'm always wanting to fire up the nitrous. Oh, for sure, I feel you. But it's good, clean, fun. Why am I not? Oh, there I am. I'm back. Shit. <laughs> that was a little, little fucked hey, up. What's up, Mike Fuller? Thanks for joining in. Sorry about that. Uh, that's my fault, uh, Wheeler. I, I Did was we lose to... Wheeler? No, he's here. You're here, right? No, I'm still here. Yeah, I, I was right, muting myself so I could tell Robert something, and it muted you, and then Robert tried to mute me, and then I couldn't hear myself, and it got all fucked up up in here. So, Wheeler, what's on your mind, dude? Yeah, talk to us. Um, No, man, talking about the support in the tracks, man. Um, I mean, I've seen too many. I mean, the warehouse, the one that shut down in Helena, wasn't, wasn't one of my go-to tracks. But anytime we were getting rained out, I'll tell up there. I mean, go show them some support. Uh, you know, it was four, three and a half, four hours away from me. Um, anytime we were getting rained out, definitely made the drive up to go race. Um, I mean, even Flowwood, Mississippi. Um, I know you probably heard about that track before. Flowwood. Oh, yeah. But it, it closed yeah. down a couple years ago, didn't it? Yeah, it, the track did. That's, they were in a they were in a city building. Right, the city came in, pulled the building out from them. Charlie Mack and then they're still running. Um, they just took it outside. You know, now they're instead of being on city property, they're private property. Um, yeah, Mitch, one, of, one of their guys there had a lot of property. Mitch Watson was telling and, me a uh, little bit about that situation and and yeah. talked. To, you know, I, I I worked with Charlie Mack a little bit. We've done some stuff with him. Um, but yeah, that's. That you know, I remember when Flowood got put up, and it was a county or city thing, and how how big that was. That you know, there was like a city funded like RC track. It was rad, and then for that yeah, to and I mean, go away like that was kind of like just a kick in the nuts. Oh, it was man, because like that was our home away from home. You know, at least in our area. Um, but the city came in and pulled them out, and actually the building's still there, but they're using it for like indoor soccer or something. Right. Um, but what's crazy is is our actually our home track B and T. Um, 
it's city. It's on a city property. Um, but we're outdoors. It's they basically have a park. You know, when we first got into it, it was just the open field basically. Um, but now we have the track set up, got power all along it. Uh, at the top of the hill, that the city actually put in a skate park. So nice. Oh, yeah. Skate park at the top of the hill, down the hill, and there's track. You know, and uh, there's actually talk about getting a roof put on it. So the city is really, really supporting us over there. And, you know, we're also supporting the city. Um, one of our big races every year is actually a charity race. Um, we don't do like a, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of tracks will do the toys for tots or uh, stuff like that for as far as like charity races. Um, we actually usually pick two different charities and split, you know, every bit of money that comes in, we split that with the two charities. Um, last year we did one with a food drive and a homeless shelter. Oh, that's awesome. Um, which, you know, and then the city, the city sees that and then it, you know, helping out and hopefully, you know, mayor's been there for some of the big races and come and check it out. I mean, they put it on the news all over the place, you know, down here. So it definitely helps supporting local, you know. Sure. Um, our local hobby shop, y'all guys already know, um, he owns Ignite also. Um, you know, the gas truck revolution going on. Oh, yeah. Nice. So, I mean, it's, we try, you know, our local guys, man, I mean, it's, we're, it's really strong local, but as far as like the traveling around to see some of the other tracks and, you know, show some love to some of the other tracks, like a handful of people to do it. Right. Which kind of sucks. You know, I try to try to try to get more people to travel, you know, venture out, you know, a couple hours away instead of just staying at home the whole time. Uh, well, hell yeah, Anthony. And, uh, hopefully, when is doing all right with the hurricane coming in. All right, well, be safe out there, man. Thanks for calling in, Anthony. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining in and supporting all right, man. the show. Later, dude. All right, well, uh, Brent. Has gone to nothing. So, I don't know what's up with Brent. Hopefully, the hurricane is not hitting them right now. I don't know what's going on. So, you got Chase Solo live here now. Um, I don't think Anthony is still on the phone. But I did want to talk, like, that we did not brush. We kind of, we didn't talk about it whatsoever. That Brent has now joined forces with the man. Brent is now the man. He has become some, uh, the member of, I don't know what his title is, but he has become the man with, uh, what the fuck? Brent. Hello, Brent. What's going on? Anyway, he joined roar and, uh, I hope that they're okay. Um, they kind of just left me out here to myself. Um, are you okay, Brent? Yeah, I'm good. I don't know what happened there. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea what the fuck happened, dude. All right. Well, cool. Uh, We lost Anthony Wheeler. Anthony Wheeler is gone. Did we? No, I I, I think we, I'm pretty sure we broke off the conversation, but 
you know, we did not talk one smidgen about how you are now the man. You're the man. What does that mean? I mean, I you're now a member of Roar. Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay. So, well, you want to talk Mr. about Mr. Brent? You and you and Lance. Yeah. Let's let's before we take our next caller, let's okay. Let's talk about how you are now the man. So, I um, hey, that's probably Paco. If you want to answer <laughs> that, just talk to him directly. Um. So, I uh, here's my situation. It's real simple. I um, am very adamant about being able to complain a bitch about anything I want to or praise or I don't know. I, I, I feel like if you're going to bitch about something, have a solution. And uh, I really like the direction that Roar is going in. Um, I believe that Clayton has the vision and uh, he's very much so this you know thinks the same way i do and um we had been talking about that for a little while and uh i finally told him that i was willing to take on the role of uh, competition director so um i did assume that role it is official now and um i might have had a role small role large role i don't know and lance uh joining with us so I think, I hope, and I feel very passionately and good about the future of Roar. And, um, and my mission is to, to help grow the organization. Now that we got the quote unquote cancer out of there and that the, the, it, it looks like it can progress. I want to be part of the, the future. So, yeah, it, it, it kind of is news, but it's, uh, to me, it's just, it's it's me just being me trying to to be part of the solution so right on man i looked at it as like uh my friend just graduated the police academy and now he's a cop <laughs> <laughs> and i think you you suck <laughs> but, but <laughs> we'll see there's a lot of cool cops out there i'm the cop <laughs> can you imagine me rolling around fucking dnc or silver state and be like sheriffs in town motherfuckers yeah how many cc's are in your fucking tank there bud oh shit <laughs> but yeah that that is official it, it finally it got pushed through the committee we're not pushed through but they voted on uh me and lance mcdonald as being uh they voted me on as a competition director and lance as promotions director or specialist or something like that and I am going to tell you, Lance has some fantastic ideas. Um, and, and, you know, I've talked to Clayton about my vision and what I could help with. And he told me some stuff that they're working on, um, what Lance has on, on deck. And then I'm looking forward to our first committee meeting here in September that I'll be, be able to be part of. Um, so I am I'm very, very looking forward to being being part of something that I feel strongly is very needed in, in our industry. So yeah, I'm stoked. Yes. I think with uh, you guys coming on and I think that'll bring a, 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 uh, we call it when a, a ball gets bigger, Snow, a, a snowball effect. Yeah. A snowball 
to more people joining and it becoming a roar world well, throughout the nation. In all reality, you know, and we'll talk about this more on future episodes, but in all reality, um, roar being bigger and more people joining roar will only help our organization. And it was sad to see the demise of it over the years, over the last, I mean, in the last 10 years, since I've been doing events and, and owning beach RC and moving, doing what I've been doing, I, it's been nothing but a downhill slide. So, uh, roar could really bring the competition side of RC back to a, a good, uh, a, even a better place than it is right now. And, and it's in a good place right now. So, you know, let, let's just leave it at that. You know, I'm, I'm going to have to prove my worth and, uh, I think I can. And I think Clayton's doing it already. I think the, you know, the other guys, everybody that's on the board right now has the same vision that we do. And hopefully we all work really good together, you know, and, and, and I see a great future ahead of us. So sick, man. Well, hopefully it all is on the upswing, like you're saying, and I wouldn't mind a governing body. Yeah. You know, for all this raising and, and all that stuff and uh, a standard for classes and people moving up and, and things like that. Um, I think that would be great. Super great. Nothing happens overnight. That's a, that's no. the main thing. You know, the, I think the, guys like, especially somebody like you joining and Lance. Um, yeah, I think that's, that, those are the right people. I mean, those are, who else would you want? I appreciate that. You know, making decisions and stuff like that. So that's really cool. And I am not going to get through this episode without talking about how rad Lucas's roar documentary was. Well, that's funny. You say that because I am pretty sure if I am right, is he on the fucking phone? Be on the phone. (laughs) Hey, Captain Ahab, Dill weed, cock smoker. What you doing, homie? Turn your fucking radio down, dude. This isn't Rush Limbaugh. You can't. Bro. Is Lucas on the call? Lucas is on. Lucas, we're talking to you. Turn your rate, turn your TV off. Paco, Paquito. What? What the? You hoodwinked me. Cut him off. Get the fuck, Paquito, bro. I was looking so forward to finally having you on this show, and you just blew it with some bullshit. All right, next caller. <laughs> yeah, so I I wanted to get not get through this show without talking about how rad Lucas's documentary yeah, was. And then Paco comes out. He should have been praising it, but he instead he said something I have no fucking idea what he said, dude. You know, when I watched Lucas's documentary, it made me think of you know I'm going to date myself here, but have you ever watched those old Warren Miller uh, like skiing documentaries? I've seen I've seen clips and pieces like maybe like a where documentary it's, where of it's Miller. like kind of kind of funny. You know, he's talking about hey, these guys are going down the mountain, blah, 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 you know. But it's kind of funny and kind of you know comedic, and but still making sure you know what's going on. And uh, man, that was such a good documentary. It was so good. The editing, 
the overlays, all that stuff. So, you know, pretty I much got- what he did is made everything that I've ever done look like a pile of dog shit. <laughs> well, what's wild is he made everything he's ever done look like a pile of dog shit because that documentary <laughs> was, so was above and beyond everything he's done. And Lucas. I, I know what he, you know, I, I get to see him five days a week and I know good and damn well, he was not happy for a long, for, for months. He hasn't been happy for four months because he goes home and he has, he, he's been trying to figure out how to make that fucking thing great. And that's well, he did it. It was amazing. It's so it was good, absolutely man. amazing. So good. It, it, it's I, I can't stress enough to people that haven't watched it. I know it's 58 minutes long, but if you it's 58 minutes of something that you can watch that is going to supersede something stupid that you're going to watch. Like, yeah, it was watch this. If you're into incredible. RC, he, he, he nailed it. He nailed it. He killed it. I know that he would have loved to. There's a couple things he wished. I know that he wishes he had was an interview with Kendall Bennett. I know he wanted to talk with him, but that was kind of tough that week. And he wanted an interview with Kevin Jellick. He didn't get that. No one anticipated any of that to happen, obviously. But he, everything he did in the order he put it in and how he displayed it and how he gave it to us. So freaking well done. So well done. God, it was beautiful. It was amazing. We get a uh, round of applause for our boy, Lucas Loring. Hey, there we go. There it is. Good job, Lucas. But man, God, that was a masterpiece. And if you haven't watched it, any all of you eight people that are watching right now, um, go watch it. It's so good. Yeah, go over to the BeachRC.com YouTube page. Um, if you're not a subscriber yet, I wish you would. Um, but check out the it, RC documentary is what he called it. It's of the Fuel Nats. It's our latest video. It's fucking rad. I mean, I'm, I was very proud of him. He all the editing. Go ahead. Oh yeah, no, no, everything. I'm done. I'm just proud of him. He did a fucking fantastic. I was fucking blown away. Blown away. It was so sick. So I mean, I I keep putting, I keep putting other people's comments up and taking a number down. Uh, All right, guys. It is eleven oh six. We've got until. I'm I'm good till 11:30 tonight, boys. I am feeling good. I feel so good. <laughs> I feel so good. Yeah, I'm going to bed tonight. Man, it's crazy because to, I don't even. Have I can't. To, I, I got to wake up tomorrow, take my kid to school, and then go to the gym, and then I'm going back and taking a nap. You know, the last time I've taken a nap is you don't uh, last, because I don't nap tonight. With you. Last night. No, I don't nap with you. So, um. I'm going to take a nap tomorrow while it's sunlight outside because I have not slept. What's up, Fran, too? In the daytime in a long time. So, anyway, who's calling? We got any calls? I just tinkled a little bit. I just tinkled a little bit. I'm going to go. Oh, did uh, that? I'm catch my cords in my flip flop this time. Okay. Robert, uh, DJ Bronze League just posted the link for anybody that wants to hit that video up. Um, yeah. So, yeah, naps are great. I know nothing about them. Forty-three years old. I took the last nap. I took. I think I was seven. So, welcome to the world of 
entrepreneurship. So, Robert, I was thinking the best way for us to get um, callers in is probably start, maybe we start like a 900 number and you can have like a really sexy chick voice. Oh, I have some, maybe another episode, but I have a great story about the time that I used to work at a call center and they screwed up the transfer line and it was transferring people to a sex line. (laughs) All right, all right, all right, all right. I bet that's rad. Yeah. So anyway, um, we don't have a caller. Um, going back oh, to Lucas, man, you could tell that every second of that thing he planned out. He showed up to the track with a mission. On yeah. a mission, had a plan, Just and it came out right. insane. Give me one second. I'm gonna put you. Yeah, he was. He was one of the ones that just really knew. Hear them, and then once we get to the next caller, thanks for the, the great the knob on. compliment. Yeah. I appreciate that. Good job, DJ Bronsley. You know, I don't get too many compliments on the knob, but the, you know, a good oh, knob oh, let's, compliment let's, is good. Mike, Mike Fuller, we haven't touched on this. Let's touch. We on haven't. This. We have Number the video. One, I want to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna preface it, and I'm gonna let you say what you want, Chase. But I'm gonna preface it. That won't happen again at one of my races after what happened last weekend, and I'll tell you why. Well, no, I'm not gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you how. <laughs> I'm going to do the same thing everyone else fucking does. I'm going to put a damn pole or a bar across that pit lane. We didn't do it this last week. It's not been done at many. uh, It's never at race time events. Maybe Joey does. I can't remember. But I didn't, and I I just totally missed the mark. And I watched personally two, the one that the video is kind of circulating around, and I watched another one happen. Both people were talked to. However, both people that did it knew better. And that's, that's kind of what frustrates me about it. Um, I would never do it regardless, even no matter what the situation is, because people's safety is way more important than me gaining a second on a pit stop. But uh, that that's dangerous. And anybody, if you ever have the chance to jump into pit road because there's not a bar there, don't do it. I mean, it, it should go without saying. Um but yeah, I seen the video that's been been, been circling around about RC Pro Am, and it sucks, man. I, I hate that they could. I, that, that was, I don't think that was a diss on RC Pro Am. That happens all over the place, all the time, you know. And and people ask me to to call out what driver it was, and I'm not gonna do that because it's a PSA for everybody, you know. Yeah. Um, sure. You know, I'm gonna blame Instagram, 100. percent for you know posting all the cool videos of guys there by themselves on the track doing a cool pit stop where the guy jumps into the dude's hand pits hand and does a cool pit stop and it looks freaking rad but in a race environment i mean you saw it the whole you know when they go to the wide angle of that shot and it shows everybody absolutely fucking freaking out that that car was flying through the pit you know you see all the ladies jump and you know, people jumping out of the way, like it was totally uncalled for, for sure. Even though it was perfectly executed, like it absolutely was perfectly hundred percent executed. It could have not been. And that yeah. could have gone straight into all those people or one person and, and ruined somebody's life for possibly ever. Yeah. You know? No, it, it was one of those things. I mean, Lance, I mean, I remember hearing Lance on the radio and he called the person out and said, you do that again and you'll be packing your stuff up. I mean, it 
it's not welcome. It, it wasn't like it was like, hey, guys, do what you want. And like Mike says, uh, it, Mike says right here, he's nothing against RC Prime. It, it wasn't. I, I understand that. I take stuff personal because I try to put on the best event I possibly can. But you can't control everything. That yeah. I could have controlled with a an, an easy bar put over the front side of pit lane so people can't jump. And I we missed the mark. But it already has been discussed. It's in our notes. It's going to be taken care of. It was just one of those oversights uh, of a first you know, event with a pit lane like that. So, and with, with a thousand things to, to be, uh, putting under your microscope, that was probably the last one, you know, you, you couldn't have expected that. You couldn't have expected that to happen and you handled it offline. Of course. Um, maybe when, when you see that kind of happening, you know, talk to the race director or the guy calling the shots saying, you know, we see anybody do that again, they're going to be black flagged or whatever the hell, you know, Right. Yeah, that sucked. And I hated it, to be honest with you. But so. yeah, I'm sorry. To, Thanks for bringing it up, that. Mike. It, it, it needed to be talked about. And those people, I, the the one that's in the video, I don't think he meant to do it. From what I was told, it, and I didn't get to drive the track, but from what I was told, what are you pointing at? I've got something to say. Oh, from what I was, I'll, I'll be real fast. From what I was told, the person that did it said he couldn't judge the speed of coming in, and our ramp was a little bit steep, so there there could have been a little bit of uh, that going on. That being said, we could have drummed up some wood real quick and and made a a, a, a bell ringer. So, what do you got to say? Well, I looked at the original post, and the guy that that this video is of, he. <laughs> Man, I really wish he would have came clean and said, you know what, my bad. Um, you know, that was a little little overzealous, whatnot. But the excuse he came up with on the internet was that his engine wasn't running right and his pit guy turned up his idle and he blamed his idle on him coming in so hot to the pit. He said, it wasn't me. It was my idle was running high. That's why I came in so hot. So... That was the last I saw. I don't know if it got turned around. Um, but man, just just come clean with it. You know, you came yeah. in hot, idle or not, your brakes still work. You right. know, that was that was kind of weak, man. It's weak and it's it's dangerous. We're all there to have a good time. So yeah. So either you know, you put something in, you shouldn't have to put something in, to be honest. I mean, there there shouldn't have to be you know, a, a ringer bar or, or anything like that in place. I mean, that was, I mean, even though like me, I, I'm always up for cool shit and it, and it worked out perfectly, but it was absolutely hundred percent. So dangerous. Yeah. To do sure. that. Yeah. I was bummed about that. That was definitely something I wasn't uh, happy to see by any means. So, Man, like what uh, at Palm that, Desert, they have like a, a three inch PVC pipe right before the ramp. Right. So if you did that, you just have you yeah, come in too hot. Just a, just a we, speed bump. You know, we had one at the RCGP at the Badlands and um, when, you know, they made us put it up and it had never really been there um, prior to me taking over. Uh, it, it, it's going to be something that is permanent fixture on the uh, RC Pro-Am and the Fall Brawl tracks for sure for, for my events. Now, what other people do, it's up to them. 
Um, I like I'm a I'm a pit man. I like to pit. I enjoy that that act of being a part of that race. You know that in the race, but I'm not uh, I'm not cool with people putting safety uh, second. We got somebody. We sure do. Looks like we got somebody. Uh oh. I think this is Mr. Heatwave himself. Cheers to my white claw buddy. <laughs> What's going on? Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Loud and clear. Hello. What's going on? How are you guys doing tonight? We're good. We're good, man. How are you doing? How are you alive and well? I I am alive. Um pretty sure I quit drinking. Uh, this giant <laughs> showdown was pretty freaking rough. As with any fun party party guy yeah. at any race, it usually it usually takes about two weeks to get back in the zone. Yeah, Saturday Maybe hit three. me pretty freaking hard. That was probably the worst qualifying I've ever had. Oh, so you yeah. hit it hard on Friday night? Oh well, we were got rained out, so there was like no practice unless you wanted to clean ten pounds of mud off your car. So I oh. sat around all day just. Huh, what's going on? And then there's bottles of moonshine everywhere. And I know you talked earlier about it ain't the same, but I'll tell you, it's it's still pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. Well, uh, how was it catching up with the West Coast Mingos out there? Oh, it was awesome. Got to, got to pit for a bunch of people in the A-Mains, so there's that. But would have rather raced it. <laughs> yeah. I know <laughs> you're I know you're paying. Yeah, but uh I I got him some pretty good pit stops. I pulled uh Cody Thompson out right in front of Ryan Reese and I was like, Told you I'd get you a spot. And then they were both <laughs> like, Yeah, you're gonna wreck his freaking car by throwing him out in front of me. <laughs> oh uh, speaking of throwing out in front of us. Um, so you remember, uh, Chase, when you said earlier, you're watching that video and you're like, Oh, I like that bald guy with that shirt on. You're talking about the guy. In the yeah. He's wearing a racecraft shirt. Of course. Because that's all you see is racecraft and uh, the know, racecraft true form world club, big bald guys. Um, but anyways, I, um, he, uh, <laughs> I wish Cole was on here. You'd tell the story so good, but so we're like one minute into this race, uh, the pro nitro buggy race and spencer and cole get together coming out of the last turn down the straightaway and cole gets kind of wrecked and spencer wrecks down the front straight cole comes through the pits and lands like his car lands underneath pit road in front of his pit guy right which is the bald guy with the racecraft shirt and <laughs> drip dustin his name drip grabs his car and instead of <laughs> instead of putting it on pit lane Fucking drip throws it out onto the straightaway in front of oncoming <laughs> traffic. <laughs> Holy shit, dude! I mean, it, you would have the the whole place went like, like, like it, whoa, it, yeah, like sick what? mode, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> he literally so Hecker and Ogden crash together, and Hecker's getting marshaled while Drip throws. Ogden over the pit lane. Ogden lands in front of Spencer Heckert and they hit again. <laughs> oh no. Pandemonium. Oh my God. It was one of those like holy shit moments. Rad. 
<laughs> Wild stuff. Yeah, so Justin, to that too. It was. What's well, next for Justin Hoogland? Hoogland You're doing a lot you of things, man. You got your own, you know, trackside hobby shop thing going on. You got races. You got you got team manager, and you're doing a lot of things, dude. What's next? Uh, I got some plans. I'm not ready to talk about it yet, but there's something coming. All oh, right, damn. well, cool. Something, something I'm pretty excited about. Awesome. Nice. What's it? What is uh, it? Yeah, I might, I might need to win the lottery first, to, <laughs> and then I'll let you guys in on the secret. But after that, you know, it's all, it's all downhill from there, in a good way. But hey, I actually did have a a question. Uh, for you, Brent, because you're you're Mr. Roar now, you know. He's the um, man now. Jesus He's the I just wanted to see the brass. Here, you know, part of the man, part of him. Yeah, congrats on that. But I got a suggestion that I've, you know, uh, you can just throw in the dumpster whenever you're ready. But this this past like weekend, the there was three big races that I would love to have been at, and it's impossible to be all three, right? Giant showdown, Brian eaters. He's got that, that sweet tr- new facility and put on a really good show. And then you had the RC program and all three of those would have been really cool to go to and for people to go to. And I think one thing that war could do is kind of just standardize scheduling a little bit just to make it easier. You know, not everybody's going to travel across the country, but there are people that are willing to travel and, if they got to pick and choose, you know, it's, it is what it is at some point, you know, just cause there's other schedules, but at least some kind of forum where everybody can get together and start building and like work together to get more people at different races. Well, that's, I just I, got a suggestion. I don't really have the solution to it, but maybe if it's use RC sign up or something that's already pre-existing instead of reinventing the wheel. So I, I think but, you're onto something for sure. And I don't think that uh, it's very difficult to do. Um, and it's something that I can definitely suggest and, and bring into discussion. But the main thing would be Roar's not going to promote anything that's not Roar oriented, orientated or, or whatever sure. the word I'm looking for here. Um, I, I assume like if you're a Roar track and you spend the money to be a Roar affiliated track, um, which is not very expensive that you could pretty easily become part of their, you know, their, their monthly schedule and, and have a schedule that's put up on their website. It's not there as of the moment. It all they, all they really post that is the nationals. Um, there might be some regional scheduling deep down inside the website. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think that that's, that's something that could happen, but it's going to take people becoming or affiliated for sure. And and that's part of what sure. I'm going to be working towards as my position is not only taking the bids for nationals, taking the bids for worlds, whatever we're we're going to be doing, but the I want to help try to you know go above and beyond and and try to help drive tracks to becoming roar affiliated. Um, I I mean I'm yeah. I'm a perfect I example you, uh... of of people that didn't like roar or or I shouldn't even say I didn't like roar that wasn't willing to support it under the the circumstances. Um, But I am willing to support it in the direction that they're going and with the people that are passionate and willing to put in the work. And uh, I, I want to, 
I want to share that excitement with other tracks and I want to share that excitement with other promoters and try to try to get them involved for sure. And I, I think we should yeah, be just makes- stoked that RC is thriving so hard that we have three major races going on in the same weekend. I mean, we could also be stoked on that. Very true. Very true. Word. Spencer yeah, Heckard is watching say, uh, the winner of the Pro-Am. Also, the broom carrier. Thanks for watching, Spencer. I told Spencer he should call in because he's he's. I, I want to hear the story about um, Friday night. <laughs> Justin, we got to get you out to the East Coast, brother. I'm, you know, scheduled RC Pro. I'm not on the Cheyenne Showdown. That's that's my baby. I can't. I can't. Uh, ever not go to the Cheyenne showdown that's the race to go to fall brawl december or uh this year november uh 30th through december 3rd guaranteed race start making your plans is, is that the same weekend as the u.s open it's the weekend before weekend before okay yep see there rc thriving once again everybody's just gonna have to pick and choose yep. man there's so much there's so much going on just pick and choose, support RC. That's all there is to it. Hashtag winning. What are you looking over your shoulder for? Oh, my kid just got home. Oh. It's weird he doesn't drive. I wonder where he came from. <laughs> uh, Spencer's trying to call, and he says it's not working. Spencer, it's because somebody's on the phone, bro. Chill out. Just well, hang on. Yeah, I'll I'll hang up, and uh, we'll let, we'll let the, the sweeper himself call in. All right, Dan. Thanks Justin. for the call, Justin. You Love rule, you, brother. Hey, you rule, hey, Justin hey. Hooglin. Later. Hey, Hashtag hey, Nitro hey, Beast uh, Mode. Slim Can Slayer. Hell yeah. Heat Wave. <laughs> All right. Later, guys. Later, bro. <laughs> All right, Fluff. You can be the last call of the night. Dial it up. The numbers on the screen. Let's fucking go. Let's go. I want to hear this story. You tell it the best. Don't be scared like you were when I had you on the podcast. Don't be a little bitch. <laughs> so last caller, y'all. Got to get yeah, the questions last in call for, for sure. I'm starting to get a little uh, heavy-eyed. Yeah, I get it before o'clock tomorrow to go work. Well, Chase was drinking NyQuil before we got on the fucking podcast. So thank you, uh, Don. Um, and I might say this wrong, but I want to try Vinkamulder. Vinkamulder, dude. Think Mulder. Yeah, Thank dude you. rules. Really nice guy. Man. He says Fun you're the race man with. I, I think you're the man. Fun to race with. Fun to race against. Fun to be around. Think Mulder rules. You know He's what, Chase? Guy. This is the second show in a row that um, the anonymous fucking John from Arizona didn't call, but whatever. We're going to have to... Hopefully somebody else will find. <laughs> maybe that, up, maybe that ship has sailed. Show. Yeah, no, no, you know? I'm fine with it. But I would just love for somebody else to stumble across our show that just has something that nobody else has. That's all. We've got Spencer. Well, well, we have Spencer Heckert. Let God speak. What's up, boys? What up, Ooh. Fluffy? What's up, dude? What's up? <laughs> Fucking congratulations. <laughs> you got some big wins this weekend. Took home some cashamola. Yeah, dude, it was sick. I didn't take home any money, though. I didn't win the thing. 
Oh, you didn't? Well, you suck, dude. You should really fucking learn how to race an RC car then. Yeah, total blowout. I just got to figure it out, man. So, Corey Humphreys says he's wondering which cooler that you puked in. Oh, man. I just need a little cool down, a little temp drop. So just, uh, <laughs> yeah. So for anyone that's watching still at this point of the night that, uh, wants to understand what happened was, uh, Spencer and Camden lime who are definitely old enough to drink. At least that's what their dad told me. Um, I actually am. Oh, so Spencer's old enough to drink. That's great. Um, so all of a sudden, out of nowhere, these young men start doing these shotguns to a song called um, um, Gasolina. Oh, Gasolina. That's right. <laughs> Gasolina. Gasolina. Paco could probably sing it. Yeah, so, I'm so pumped that these these young guns are like <laughs> down to fucking rage. Bro, and have not fun. only like they're not just so down sick. to they're not I just down it. to rage, Chase. These kids shut the bar down, bro. Like, <laughs> I, it's so, so badass. I, this this <laughs> very so night, cool. this very night was, uh, I believe, Friday night, right, Spencer? Uh, yeah. We're gonna I call it Saturday night. We went really hard Friday night too, though. <laughs> no, it was Friday night, dude. Friday night, we, right. the big cornhole. Everyone's having a good time. The draft happened, dude. We're everyone's drinking. The whole place is having a good old time. And I walk over to S Works Pits, and I was like, "Oh, the vibe's good, bro." You know, they're bending over and they're shooting their head up real fast, like like that, and they're like, they're they're shotgunning fucking coors lattes like you couldn't believe and i was like oh cool they're this night's gonna be young it's 12 o'clock they're gonna be done and 1 30 in the morning and like they're on their 10th or 11th shotgun and uh oh, I was like, i'm going to bed so i go to bed <laughs> and i wake up to a story which which you know spencer can verify for me but i also woke up to the my motorhome the outside refrigerator door being lifted up and i know exactly only a few people know where my refrigerator is and beers are getting stole while i'm sleeping <laughs> oh yeah so i i hear the door open up and i know beers are getting stole and i come to find out my crown royal apple single shots that i had in there were getting stole and uh so everyone's getting drunk but me because i'm sleeping but i i find out the next day <laughs> that um camden lime and and evan vale who were the ones stealing my beer and liquor there's still a couple more lights allegedly allegedly <laughs> and allegedly. they also walked across the street to where the uh lake waccamaw is and went swimming in the lake oh, without, yeah. without me swimming with the gators but the best part i learned from uh from Harambe, which is Spencer's dad, was uh Spencer spent over an hour squirming in the in the grass next to his camper, puking everywhere. And that was probably the yeah, best story I heard all night. Yeah. 
way too many shotguns, too many hits of moonshine. I was I was hurting. I was puking up my guts. The and, future uh, looks fucking I, bright. I ended up falling asleep on the couch finally. And apparently, like, I fucking got up and went to my bed. And Evan was sleeping in my bed. And I, got like, climbed up my thumb. And I was like, ah! <laughs> that was all I said. <laughs> and Evan, Evan was like, Spencer, what are you doing? And I just go, ah! <laughs> Evan gets up. Evan finally got out of my bed and went back to the couch. But... I ended up sleeping in my bed, and I had no idea any of that happened. It was it was pretty funny. Yeah, it, you, it was wild. You you ended up uh, sticking your head in an ice ice cold water filled cooler. Yeah, I stuck my head in the ice chest. Camden got a pretty funny video. Solid move. I mean, that's like, an awakener. It was right like, I, uh, I walked up to him. I go, I took my head in the coolio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So the moral of this whole story is it's okay to have a good time and get fucked up. Because just look at what Spencer did. He went out and fucking smoked yeah, their ass, and swept the it. weekend. And, uh, yeah, fuck, killed it. Good, so. Dude, you killed it. Yeah, yeah shredding, dude. It's so cool. cool to see you win, Spence. Freaking rad, dude. It was rad. The track, by the way, was so rad. That facility was so sick. I loved it. The place was awesome. The dirt, the track all blown out. The the holes, the lines, the line choices. It was sick, dude. Old school off-road. It was good. Yeah, man, you look good out there. You look impeccable. You know what it didn't turn into, which was made my heart feel good, was a tire game. It turned in. Yeah. It was a, it was a racers game, and I I you know I, I appreciate the tire manufacturers. They all get involved. They they spend money. They're 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 a very pivotal part of this industry. But sometimes we we just yeah. need to see races where you don't need to bring a hundred sets of tires to figure out you only need five. You know, this this race was a good race to show you that you could throw on a good good pin tire with the right compound and not have to worry about that the rest of the weekend. Yeah, it was sick. I mean I was running the same set of five hole shots all day. I just mounted up a new set every day. I ran them on both cars the whole time. That's nice. awesome. And yeah, that was sick. The dirt was, I mean, the moisture in the dirt, the mister system, I mean, it was, the track was prime, dude. It was so sick. Yeah, that was one thing we didn't talk about, Chase, is that the, the facility that, that I've partnered with, they have this fantastic fucking overhead sprinkler system, dude. And it's in five zones and they go long ways on the arena and you turn on these zones one at a time for like three to five minutes each. And they overlap about two foot, but it puts down the most perfect layer of water you've ever seen. So this was already in place. Yes. Like that's one of the reasons I rented this building. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, all we got to do is say, turn, turn on zone one and by Bluetooth, the, they, they just turn on zone one and it's for five minutes. It was beautiful. And it was just so 
perfectly dis, you know placement and dispersed it was it, that's a it's a really good feature of this arena sick man what are the what what is that feature for for not rc i mean because it sounds like it's it's majestic for for rc tracks but what the hell just are they dealing with that Equestrian, equestrian uh, equine just stuff. Off. They're, yeah, no, it's not cooling anything off. They're just keeping the dust down and keeping moisture in the dirt for like barrel racing or horse showing or whatever they're doing, you know, bull riding. They just keep that moisture in the dirt to try to keep the dust down to keep the the, the compaction rate good. Um, so it's in place, and all we have to do is use it. Sick. Yeah. Well, Spence, it was good. Yeah, I know. I I know you guys came down from LCRC and uh, you had a fucking hell of a week before you came down. So, you know, I personally appreciate you guys. And I know you had Camden with you and I really wish he would have beat you in nitro buggy, but uh, you know, (laughs) it's still a win. It's still a win. S works. It was a rad week of racing. Yeah. Yeah. You killed it. So stoked for you, dude. So pumped for you. Thanks boys. Yeah, it was good to see a whole lot of red on the podiums. It was rad. So much red. It was bloody murder up there. It was. Four out of five in both the pro classes. So that was uh, pretty money. And I I am proud of that for sure. Proud of my guys. You boys rock. Oh, yeah. Whole lot of flock, yeah, up there too. Woo-wee. Yeah, solid. Thank you for representing, dude. Appreciate it. Did you make it home there, Ohio State? It was cold when we got home. Oh, man. It was a little bit of a reality check. So you went from, like, shirt off and glistening and sweat to long sleeves and fucking uh, and, and face masks? Yeah, dude. We had to put hoodies on. Camden got out of the car. I thought he was going to turn into an icicle. <laughs> <laughs> He's got all those legs and he no pants. He didn't <laughs> that's awesome oh yeah sick dude man thanks for calling in thanks for checking out the show all of the above you really did we love you yeah for sure dude thank you for uh the support congratulations on fucking great weekend you needed that you end off the year on on a high i know you got a little bit more to go but uh that's a good way to 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 go into your last quarter here yep right on boys it was good i'm stoked about it sick to go back next year yeah fall brawl is coming up don't forget i know all right we'll definitely keep that in mind we're about to cut you off because chase is about to fall asleep and uh i can't drink (laughs) any more of these white claws man i might be drunk and i can't drive home like that so all right. Thanks, Spencer. Sounds good, boys. Spence, take care, yeah. brother. Great job. See you. May the shorts be with you. Well, Chase. Well, Brent. It's eight episodes we've done together, and you, you've, you've all but made everything better. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, man. I hope you feel better. Um, thank no, you. No, we're every- styling. We're styling now. We're just kind of fading, you know. 
yeah, we're, we're kind of fading. It's getting a little late. But I'm um, sorry I went long, everybody. I no I just felt, man. Like, I had a day off tomorrow, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna fucking go hard tomorrow. I'm gonna go hard tonight. Yeah, but I had a day off, so tomorrow. So I, what I you never do get days off is go and buy yourself another 18 pack of beer. Go home, sit on your beautiful ass fucking porch, overlook that goddamn lake, drink those fucking beers till the sun comes up. Tonight? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's what I would do if I lived to your house. I would You're sit well. on I I would build well what you're lacking is like a little little foot bench a at foot the bench. end there. You need a little foot bench at the gate so that you can sit there in a chair with your feet up and just watch the water, drink some beer, fiddle around on your phone. You said the, the magic come, word. And then the said the sun comes up. I'm gonna when we open up the show in two weeks, I'm starting the song. Man. I'm starting this with one of my favorite songs ever. You Bitch. said a magic word. So I might do that. Fuck it. I'm going to go home. I'm going to put my fucking feet up and I'm going to watch some fucking sun come up while there I drink beer. While my wife's asleep. My daughter's yep. wondering if I'm taking her to school tomorrow. I'm doing Just it. I'm fucking doing it, dude. Brent Serenity. Let's Serenity. fucking go, dude. All right. Yes. I got a day off. Don't anybody hate on that. I'm fucking taking a day off. I'm out. Take a day off. You deserve it. Chase, I love you, buddy. Two weeks from now, we're talking about something, and it's probably called Worlds. All right? Oh, yeah. Ten Scale Worlds. We will be here to talk about it. All right. Y'all have a good fucking night. Thank you for all the support. Thank you for watching. I know we ramble. I know we talk stupid stuff, but you guys are here, <laughs> and you're our supporters, and all 27 of you, we love. Every one of you. Yeah. And if there's any blowouts, if there's any blowouts in the Worlds. We might have had a new subscriber tonight. I don't know, Chase, but we Maybe. love them. Maybe. If there's anybody blow, blowing out anybody from the back from the world, just tell them your idol was high. <laughs> Work for the guy at the pits. <laughs> and if you're ever looking for inspiration on a beautiful track, contact Brian Eider. But otherwise, oh, yeah. for the night, sweet dreams. Yeah, don't let your meatloaf. Good night, everybody. Peace. Bye-bye.